Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And the holiday sounds of David Bowie on Rock 102. Listen, today is uh, the last show for Steve and I for the year. We're on vacation. And, uh, oh, man. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I can tell you this, partly cloudy uh, this morning and then becoming sunny later this afternoon with a high of 38. Tonight, increasing clouds, and then tomorrow, hey, there's a chance of an afternoon shower just three days before Christmas. It's uh, currently a very cold 17 degrees out right now, so be very, very careful. Bundle up. It's like our Christmas show. Pretty sure there'll be an open line Wednesday. What says season's greetings more than something like that? It's 535 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. New England Patriots football. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 and Cheap Trick with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, mostly cloudy today with a high of 38. Tomorrow, rain. Friday, rain. But, hey, it's going to be above 40 degrees, so that's cool. It's 18 in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Oh, here it is. Tom Brady to spend first Christmas without his kids following Giselle Bunchton divorce. Oh, boy. Tom Brady's going to spend his Christmas day like any other on the field with his team. The veteran quarterback uh, is not only making his first Christmas game this year, but also his first Christmas without his children, following his divorce from Giselle Bunchton. Hey, every divorce man has to go through that. Ain't yeah. fun. Uh, Hard to concentrate on getting first down yardage when your heart is breaking into a million shattered pieces. Yeah, he's. Uh, I'm going to have to learn how to deal with uh, Christmas and Christmas night and still go there and be a professional and look forward to celebrating Christmas with my kids the day after. Oh, you'll be doing that for the rest of your life, Tom. Yeah. Yeah, what are you going to do? A serial burglar was caught red-handed rifling through Robert De Niro's rented Manhattan townhouse on Monday, fiddling with the famed actor's iPad and presents under his Christmas tree. Uh, 30-year-old Shanice Aviles allegedly crept down a stairwell leading to the 79-year-old Oscar winner's basement on the Upper East Side around 2.30 a.m. and forced her way inside using a Piper metal bar. Eagle-eyed cops with the NYPD's 19th Precinct uh, Public Safety Team had been keeping an eye on Avilis, a known burglar with at least 26 past arrests on her rap sheet. Do we know uh, what she was trying to steal from his apartment? No, but, you know, you're asking Robert De Niro, or or you're trying to get into Robert De Niro's iPad. It's probably the easiest. It probably doesn't even have a passcode on it. It's probably like four zeros. You know what uh, I would think would be in that apartment would be extremely valuable? What? The one remaining script that Robert De Niro didn't say no to. Which would be what? I don't know. The guy never said no to a script he has <laughs> that's crossed his desk in 15 years. Yeah, well, wasn't he up for uh, wasn't he up for uh, Woody in Toy Story? Yeah, I believe he lost out on that role. There's a snake in my boots, you son of a gun. You know, that kind of thing, you know. I don't know. 
I, I can't really be funny about it. I, no, it this is, is this is a really serious story. I mean, his his apartment got broken into, and the woman was caught right away. Because that's what happens when you live in a rich section of New York City. They catch the burglars know, as they're doing it. If you lived, uh, if you lived, uh, you know, in any other uh, neighborhood in New York City, they'd be like, yeah, whatever. If you lived in a in a place that didn't have a doorman and security cameras every fifteen feet, yeah. Uh, the Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, is Amazon Prime Video's most watched show ever, according to Amazon Studios boss Vernon Sanders. The uh, streamer has already shared the, that the first two episodes released together brought in a massive 25 million global viewers in their first 24 hours available, which marks Amazon Prime's video biggest video premiere ever. I haven't seen it. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm kind of guessing with the whole Game of Thrones thing that everybody, you know, there's people who jump on this one, too, because this isn't this is kind of like the same thing. Yeah, except I like the Lord of the Rings stuff a whole lot more than I like Game of Thrones. It can only last like two seasons of Game of Thrones. The uh, Lord of the Rings popularity is definitely good news for the streamer. The series is already confirmed to run for five seasons. Some of these shows can't even get past one season. Yeah, but uh, when you're making money. For the uh, for the parent company, they don't they don't let you just go. I haven't uh, stumbled upon anything yet that uh, you know got canceled after a season after I was watching it. I hear I heard some of these. I don't even know. I can't give you an example, but I've heard some of these shows. Oh, this one's not going to be renewed after this one season. I'm like, I, usually they get a second season. Usually, them and a couple that had like two seasons. They said, okay, that's it. We're not doing this anymore. We're not doing this. Uh. Twisters, a sequel to the 1996 disaster epic Twister, will wreak havoc on movie theaters in the summer of 2024. Universal, which is backing the film uh, set Twisters to release theatrically on July 19th of 2024. On its current release date, Twisters will open on the big screen alongside Paramount's Transformers A New Generation one week ahead of Marvel's, Marvel's Thunderbolts. How much more story can you tell about a tornado that you didn't tell with See, Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt? You bring up a good point. Yeah. But it sounds like, if, we, if, if, if I'm paying attention to the uh, to the title, maybe it's more than one twister. Oh, it's multiple it's twisters. It's twisters, right? They're calling it twisters? Maybe it's like, like, like 15 yeah. twisters. Uh, Helen Hunt, Bill Paxton, Carrie Elwes, and Philip Seymour Hoffman. All right, so two of those people are dead. So they can't remake that movie. Right. Uh, starred in the film as a storm-chasing scientist to try to conquer them. You, you know the whole thing. It's it's similarly unclear how the films will be related, though. Uh, Universal describes the revisit as a new chapter from the 1996 movie. So it's probably like Helen Hunt's granddaughter. <laughs> or the ghost of Bill Paxson. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the twister is the ghost's... Twisters would be the ghost of Bill Paxton and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Now that'd be a movie worth seeing. See, that would be something I would I would like to do. Now, would you see it if you find out that uh, Helen Hunt is the is the coquettish romantic interest in this film? I don't see how <laughs> she was in any film. You know, like uh, she was in that movie as good as it gets with John uh, with Jack Nicholson. Yeah. And, like, there was a shot in the movie where she had a wet T-shirt on, and you could see right through the wet T-shirt. And you're like, oh, my God, turn this, fast forward this. They should have renamed the movie, it has to be better than this. It has to be better than this. 
Trey Parker and Matt Stone are going deeper into deep voodoo. The creators of South Park have secured a $20 million investment for their AI company startup, Deep Voodoo. The funding was led by Connect Ventures, an investment partnership between CA. Well, who cares? It's the first outside capital raised by Deep Voodoo, which previously was funded entirely by Parker and Stone's independent entertainment company, Park County. It's a uh, deep fakes. That'd be kind of cool. Specializing in deep fakes. It could be a little dangerous, though. Don't you think? Oh, definitely dangerous. But kind of cool to see in like a in a movie or something. And uh, Kim Kardashian's kid uh, was caught on video telling her mom to shave her hairy brows. Really? Mm-hmm. She must have had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I shaved anything this hairy was when Ray J gave me a pigskin lawnmower on the slop slit in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. And Caitlin? I never got that done in Dirty With Your Mother. Chris Kim, but I once uh, enjoyed some porthole plum pudding. <laughs> Looked like a whiskered raisin in the sun. I bet that's true. Uh, munched on her hay for the donkey. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is we call her Pubaca and I'm hand solo. He said that your Hollywood tea ride from Rock 102. Hume's Transportation is looking for a mechanic. At Hume's Transportation in Belchertown, your And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Power Tool Headquarters. Milwaukee. DeWalt. Craftsman. Rocky's Power Tool Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, over the last few weeks, there has been this explosion of Major League Baseball players signing free agent contracts all over the place. Teams are blasting out gobs of endless lengths of time for players who may or may not deserve that sort of contractual boost. Having said that, it is never too late for unforeseen circumstances to suddenly derail a perfectly good opportunity, nor is it ever too late for somebody to become a shameful opportunist. For example, let's look at the last 24 hours of former Minnesota Twins all-star shortstop Carlos Correa. On December 13th, it was reported that Carlos had reached a 13-year free agent agreement with the San Francisco Giants worth $350 million. That's a contract that would have averaged out to just under $27 million a year. Yesterday, the Giants announced that he would be postponing his introductory press conference because of an apparent medical condition of which he and the team were awaiting test results. Now, I don't know what kind of medical ailment they were talking about. I know if I had to pay a guy $350 million for the next 13 years, I'd be sick to my stomach too. Nevertheless, late last night, the New York Post reported that Carlos Correa was not going to sign with the Giants for $350 million over the next 13 years. Instead, he has reportedly agreed to a 12-year deal with the New York Mets worth $315 million. That's a deal that would pay him an average of $673,000 less than he would have got if he just stuck with the plan with San Francisco. Folks, if this story is true, but the New York Mets will have now committed $800 million on free agents this year. Want to know how much the Red Sox have spent? Six bucks. Now, I don't know what kind of medical condition makes you take less money to sign with the Mets, but it would have to be something pretty severe and life-threatening for me to pass up on an extra $673,000 a year. That's more than I spent on co-pays in the last 27 years, and yet apparently signing with the Mets has all the healing properties and protections of lifetime Moderna boosters. If that's the case, we should all get that sick. 
But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Get $25 in Rockies cash rewards when you spend $125 at Rockies. $25 to spend at Rockies. It's free money. You'll probably have a few holiday gifts left to go at Rockies. Get this offer and $25 in free Rockies cash rewards only at Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 118 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be uh, mostly sunny to partly cloudy today with a high of 38. Tomorrow, rain, 41. Friday, rain, 55. It's 18 right now in downtown Springfield. Pretty damn sure an open line Wednesday will happen today. This is the last uh, actual real live show we're doing for the remainder of this uh, this year. So open lines today. Let's make this one special. We, All should, right? uh, we should be getting high and, uh, you know, uh, drunk and and, and enjoying the Christmas season. I got a bottle of something upstairs. Oh, we, we could dive into it. We sure could. You know, have Imagine, a little. A little for you, a little for me, a little bit more for me, a little bit more for me, a little bit for you. Well, I told you my dad used to make the rum cake, and he would take the entire bottle of, uh, of rum, the 1.75 liter, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, oh half of that would wind up in the rum cake, and the other half would wind up being the drink for the rest of the day until that ran out. Was was the rum cake even edible? I mean, that's it, a, it really it, wasn't. It really was, and I have the recipe for it, and it requires an uh, enormous amount of of rum yeah. to go into that cake. And and it was basically like, you know, the ring that you put the cake in the bunt cake, the, the bunt cake, the bunt yeah, bun, right. bun cake. It you couldn't flip it upside down. To get it out of the pan, you had to eat it out of the pan because there was about two inches of rum at the bottom of it. It was crazy. I mean, you yeah. know, I, I've had, uh, you, you can always tell when a functioning alcoholic yeah. is making rum cakes as a gift. Yeah. Because it's just not edible. I mean, there's yeah. there's so much well, rum in it. It's actually it's it's actually a, a flammatory uh, device. Not, not only did he make this, but he then shared the recipe uh, with the railroad cookbook that they, you know, they ask, you know, every, a big company every every year, sometimes they say, oh, yeah, submit your recipes and we'll put it in a nice cookbook. And, we'll, you know, all the people across the country. And his his, his, at, his at the bottom says, do not report uh, 12 hours after eating, you know, the rum cake. Do not, was, do not operate heavy machinery. It was so potent. I, uh, jumping tracks here, I, I, I found this thing on Reddit yesterday, and it's it's actually one of the most popular posts right now. Um, it's it was a woman who posted originally in a in a subreddit category called legal advice, but okay. then obviously it was removed or something, and then somebody took a screenshot of that. See, people don't realize they'll take screenshots of things and they'll repost them. You know, so you have no control over it after somebody screenshotted it. Of course. Uh, I cheated. This is not like one of those am I the uh, the a-hole things. This is different. This is different. All right. I cheated on my husband three years ago while traveling for work. It was a one-night stand, and we didn't exchange numbers or keep in contact. I don't even know his last name. Until last month, I've never told anyone about this event. At the time I cheated, I really didn't care because my marriage was rocky and I felt unappreciated. But my husband and I reconnected during quarantine, and I started to feel extremely guilty. Last month... I thought I would try going to confession to my with my parish priest. He said I needed to tell my husband as part of my penance. I wasn't really sure how to do that, so I've sat on it. Last weekend, I came home to my husband throwing all of my stuff out of the bedroom and trying to kick me out of the house. 
He knows everything. Apparently, the priest followed up to see if I had told my husband, and when my husband said he didn't understand what the priest was talking about, he told my husband about the affair. My whole world is exploding because I thought confession was supposed to be private. Does the priest have any kind of liability or responsibility? The priest? The priest told the husband that she was having, she confided in this priest. That that has always been the place you could go to absolve yourself. Obviously, if you're doing something criminally wrong or or whatever, even, they have but, an obligation. But even then, even that, I mean, there's a, I mean, there's a, uh, there's a sacred bond right. about yeah. confession. And and you you start reading into you know more of these rules about these. Pre- th- this guy needs to excommunicate himself. That's what the rule is. Like, you need to take yourself immediately out of service to the church. You can no longer do mass. Like, there's all these kinds of rules yes. for priests that what happens when you do that. He's he's probably cr- uh, criminally responsible, too, I would think. Or I at least civilly. C- civilly, yes. Civilly, anyway. Criminally, probably not. But 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 nevertheless, in a, in a confessional... Yeah. That the information that's divulged in that exchange is should go no further than between uh, you, uh, the priest, and the Lord Almighty Himself. And where was this guy during the whole, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> sexual molestation cover-ups that they were doing? I don't know. I mean, the Catholic Church is pretty good at keeping secrets for the most part. You would think these guys yeah. would know how to shut their mouths. I know, but uh, I can't believe. That a priest would do that. Now, I listen. This could be all made up. I don't know if this who is- the hell would ever lie on Reddit. Uh, I don't know who would. You'd yeah. It'd like be the whole world is a lie at that point. Well, I mean, the whole point of Reddit is to remain kind of anonymous while you're while you're posting things. But the idea that. You confided in somebody who you have been told your entire life, this person will never share your secrets with anybody except you, him, and God. That's the people that you're supposed to, that's the whole significant symbolism of that. He's basically taken that level of trust and faith and crapped all over it. I mean, that's basically, I can't believe that, that this... I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying that uh, you know that priest is not doing his job. One of the comments, though, nah, he's okay. The Bible actually covers that. Quote, and the Lord saith unto him, bros before hoes, John 4.20. <laughs> I don't remember that in catechism, I don't uh, the bros before hoes. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I still can't... Uh, I can't even picture all the priests that I've talked to over the years that would even attempt to do something like that. <laughs> I mean, imagine, imagine if you can, uh, you're a priest mm-hmm. and you're, you're, you're trying to do your job the best you can, not get into any trouble. And then you hear about now this guy. Yeah. It's, it's bad enough. You know, we've been dealing with all of those dudes for years. Now you've got a guy who's, you know, destroying the sanctity of the confessional. Wow, yeah. that's uh, pretty bold there, and, sir. And talk about talk about something. Like, obviously, this woman is feeling regret. She was feeling regret over what she had done. 
and yeah, people make mistakes and people screw up. And she wasn't, it wasn't like she was trying to go, oh, I'll screw this. I mean, uh, he's a lost cause. She reconnected with the husband and, you know, she was trying to make good on it and she felt guilty about it. It was her business to tell the husband if she chose to do so. Yeah. So, uh, which by the way, I'm not even sure if that's great advice either. Yeah, I don't think, that, like, what kind of penance would that be? I thought a penance was like, you okay, listen, you need to uh, say Hail Marys or uh, well, our I fathers. Mean, it, or, or, the, or there, you, may, there may be other things involved in the, in the penance that's uh, that yeah. issued out, but I don't know if it's necessarily to destroy another relationship. I mean, if you're looking for, for penance, there may be other things that he might suggest that are probably less combustible than telling your husband, hey, I... I cheated on you a few years ago. Sorry. Well, but, but I, I'd really like to know, you know, what the deal with the priest was. Like, ha, had he never? <laughs> was this, <laughs> was like, this his first well, one? Yeah. Was he the first one, or was he like, uh, you know, was he I eighty years old and and has dementia or something? I don't understand why you well, would he, even bother to. to he, he has enough. He has enough of his memory intact to go tell the the husband. Yeah, it's like that rookie cop who shoots somebody on the first day of the job. Like, oh, it just went off. Yeah, I guess this job's not for me. <laughs> not for me. But that's kind of like uh, like you know quitting your quitting your day job. Like yeah. like what's the worst thing you can do to get yourself fired from a job? I got it. I'll take the most important thing we do and I'll destroy it, and then see what happens. Yeah, then we'll burn it down. Afterwards, I'm sure the Pope called him up the uh, the next afternoon and said, "You're fired. Yeah, get out." Yeah, the Pope's got his own little problems going on over possibly, there too. but uh, there you go. That's uh, that was an interesting little tidbit I picked up offline. It's six twenty two with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred and two. Supply C store for details. It's six twenty five with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred and two. Partly cloudy today with a high of thirty eight. Tomorrow rain forty one. Friday, rain, 55. It's 18 right now in downtown Springfield. Will you be singing, I'll have a very moist Christmas? A very moist Christmas? Yeah. Why? I'll that? have a moist Christmas without you. Well, yeah. Oh, there's, no, there's, no, there's no white Christmas. There's no uh, blue Christmas. It's going to be very wet. That sounds dirty. I'll have a moist Christmas without well, you. Well, I mean, it's, it, uh, it's not untrue. Mm, it's not untrue, but it's kind of dirty. Well, lots of things can be moist. A sponge cake can be moist. What about uh, I'm dreaming of a wet Christmas? That seems dirty to me. Yeah. I don't know why. All right. That seems dirtier to me than moist. What's what? worse, wet or moist? Uh, Moist. Really? Yeah. Moist is a weird word. I don't really have a problem with it. If you're talking about like chocolate cake, like a Betty Crocker chocolate yeah, cake. Moist, I want it moist. Moist devil's food. That's a good one. I don't want a dry uh, cake. But uh, you're talking about a moist Christmas. <laughs> it just sounds disgusting. What's in that figgy pudding over there? Mm. I would think yeah, figs yeah. and moisture. Those uh, are the two main ingredients. I don't know. I, uh, I'm i getting uh, order, ordered my meat. I'm having uh, meat. What kind of meat? Uh, prime rib. Oh, good. Yeah. For, for Christmas or, for, or New for Year's? For Christmas Day. Yeah. 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 I, I, mean, I, I usually make it like on uh, on New Year's Eve. I didn't know if I'd have time to order one. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. Yeah, but uh, I did. I ordered it in time, I guess, yesterday. How big you get? Uh, About nine pounds. Nine pounds? Yeah. What is that? Three ribs? Four ribs? Four. Four? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Having a lot of people over? No. I'm just using it for soups and everything else to go along with it. I love having the uh, leftovers for that stuff. The leftovers. Oh, the best thing ever. 
Well, yeah. It's usually uh, the dog gets the bones. That's his Christmas present. Okay. Because he'll get them out of the trash anyway, so it really doesn't matter. <laughs> and uh, make some asparagus, some potatoes. Oh, man. And then uh, and then uh, some edibles, and then I'll be uh, off to La La Land for Christmas. Maybe I'll be riding on Santa's sleigh yeah. all the way home. All of, all of a sudden, <laughs> oh. you'll be in the land of misfit toys. Ooh, yeah. It's 627 News is next on Rock. 6.30. With Baxter Nagel and Rock 102, it's time for news. Brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The Chicopee Police Department is asking for the public's help locating a missing man. Paul Agostino has been missing from his residence since Tuesday morning. It was reported that he was wearing jeans, a canvas jacket, and was carrying a red and white umbrella. Paul walks along Memorial Drive to visit uh, several businesses during the day. If you have seen Paul or know where he may be, you're asked to call the Chicopee Police. Uh, yesterday, I'm down on uh, Riverdale Street Yeah, uh, by the McDonald's. Uh, the one, obviously, the only one on Riverdale Street, I guess, the McDonald's in West Springfield. Yeah, right. And there's a guy dressed in a full Santa suit in his walker. Okay. On a traffic island, just waving at people. Oh, that's nice. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? The, you know, No, he's not asking for money or anything like that. Just he waving. Just, just waving. He was just trying to make people happy. You know, we talked all about that anxiety yesterday, all the things that bring you down. Uh-huh. You know what? Be as carefree as that guy who can just sit there in his Santa suit with his walker. He was sitting? No, he was uh, oh, standing. I'm standing, okay. standing yeah, there, right. but he was like holding the walker, and then when cars would drive by, he'd pick up his hand and wave. I thought that was kind of cool. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Did you wave back? I didn't because he didn't turn my way. I was too busy taking a picture of him. All right, because there's, there's a couple of intersections around uh, around the area, and I want to point anything out there or whatever, but you know, there, there's a guy, like, you'll see a guy standing there on the street corner waving at everybody as they drive by. Yeah. I always wave. Of course you should. I wave back. This guy, he's just waving. He's in a walker. Look at that. Yeah. You took a picture of him. I did. But you didn't have the uh, the gumption to wave back. Well, because he was pointed the other way. I was on the opposite side of the highway, and I was waiting at the light. And I see this guy, and he's uh, waving, and all the traffic's going this way, and all the cars are beeping at him, and he's, uh, you know, doing his little happy wave thing huh. to people. Interesting. That, uh, you know, to me, that brings an element of Christmas cheer to everything. I guess Santa would be in a walker at this age. Well, she's been around for a while. You know, uh, that's what happens. You, you, you get old, uh, you know, the sack turns into a sack full of dirty diapers, and uh, you got to change all that uh, stuff. I'm glad you, glad you specified what the sack is doing. Yeah, well, the, well the, that sack has long been dragging <laughs> on the ground for the last hundred years. A Hamden County grand jury has indicted a West Springfield man for allegedly defrauding the Hamden County Regional Board of Retirement of more than $27,000. According to the Mass Attorney General's Office, 51-year-old Robert Dombeck was indicted Tuesday on one count each of charges of perjury and larceny over $1,200. Investigators allege that Dombeck falsely claimed in an affidavit submitted to the board that the man he cared for, a deceased public pensioner, was still alive and had given Dombeck power of attorney to collect the man's pension. As a result, the board resumed the man's pension payments and Dombeck illegally collected more than $27,111 between November of 2019 and September of 2020 from the board. Dombeck is expected to be arraigned on charges at a later date. Oh. Seemed like such a good plan, too. Stealing from the elderly. Ah. 
The, uh, well, he's not really stealing from the elderly. He's just stealing from the elderly fund. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the guy is really, I mean, the guy's dead. So it's like, is he, what is he really stealing from? Yeah, it's money that wasn't going to be used anyway. That's right. Just going to go into everybody else's pocket. The uh, Palmer Police Department is seeking information on shooting on a shooting incident that occurred on Monday night. According to the news release sent to uh, 22 News, Palmer police officers were called to the area of County Corner Sitgo at 5 Springfield Street in the Three Rivers section of town for reports of shots fired around 9 p.m. on Monday. Uh, upon investigation, officers found evidence that multiple shots were fired and that two persons ran from the area. A stolen motor vehicle was also found. Anyone with any information on the incident are asked to contact the Palmer Police Department. Man, imagine that, Three Rivers. It's a high crime area. Right? I don't know, man. You think a nice place like that wouldn't have that kind of mm. uh, situation? A uh, Springfield woman has pleaded guilty in federal court to reselling stolen items online and money laundering. According to the U.S. Attorney uh, Rachel Rollins, 49-year-old Mimi Mai. My oh my? <laughs> my oh my. Mimi Mai. M-A-I. Is it, or is it May? It could be May. Mimi May. Could be. Mimi Mai, Mimi May. Emi, Mimi, Mimi May. <laughs> Uh, Springfield pleaded guilty to one count of interstate transportation of stolen goods, four counts of money laundering, and two counts of engaging in monetary transactions and property derived from specified unlawful activity. May or Mai was the uh, owner and operator of Easy Exchange, a pawn shop in Holyoke. Me Mai would buy stolen goods from people she knew had stolen the products and then resold them on eBay above what she had paid the sellers. Between 2018 and 21, Me Mai, Mimi Mai, Mimi Mai Mo earned more than $2.1 million from sales listed as new on eBay. $2.1 million. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's a lot. She sure used is. That, she used that money to buy a property in Florida. Well, you know what? She have just waited until after the hurricane. Those property rights would have been way I, lower. Yeah, right. Uh, Mimi Mai sold house goods uh, such as power tools, electronic devices, sunglasses, beauty, and personal care products. She's sentenced, uh, scheduled to be sentenced on April 7th. That's um, that's a lot of money to be selling stolen. Like that's the thing; it's the greed part of it. Yeah, you probably there's probably a threshold where you would have gotten away with it if you just didn't get too damn greedy. But on the other hand, he's selling this stuff. He's obviously a hell of a salesman. She, she, she's obviously a hell of a saleswoman. Yeah. You know, so I mean, she probably thinks she can sell anything. Just keep on going. You know, I knew a, a a guy who obviously had a he had a uh, an addiction problem, but he knew a guy. Well, I didn't know the guy personally. I just worked with a guy who said he could get me things. Okay, right? and like I completely refused because I know that would be receiving stolen goods. This guy would walk into a bone deep throat. Yeah. And steal something and then walk out the door with it and then sell it to you at half the price for what Bone Deep Throat was selling it for. So he's making a profit no matter what. Well, yeah, it's pure profit at that point. Sure. So what the hell's the difference if he sells, a, you know, a, like a Milwaukee uh, uh, impact drill for 300 bucks? He sells it to you for 150 Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously it's, uh, it's illegal. But, yeah, and, and at some point he will get caught. But like you know, like sometimes like you know, denial and arrogance you know play a good part into believing. Well, this is I'm, I'm beyond getting caught. I'm getting away with it so often. They'll never catch me. They'll it's never the catch me. It's the perfect crime. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, 
know, like some old henchman from yeah. a cartoon. Next thing you know, you got a bunch of guys in orange smocks, batter, you know, you know, bursting through your door with a battering ram. A uh, local state leader is calling on the Gaming Commission to fine MGM Springfield $250,000 due to the casino's late filing for its sports betting license. They just got their license. Yeah, in a press release sent to uh, uh, 22 News, State Representative Angelo Pupolo says... This was a missed opportunity to hold MGM Springfield to the fire on community complaints of discrimination, false reporting, and failing to deliver jobs and economic development as promised. He adds that not filing the application on time speaks volumes on MGM's commitment to Springfield. A spokesperson for MGM Resorts International said they have no comment. However, they did refer to a statement they made last week concerning the host agreement. Since opening our doors in 2018, MGM has achieved uh, all of our development community commitments made to the city of Springfield. As the largest private investment in western Massachusetts, we're proud that we've been able to provide the city with more than $100 million in tax revenue to date. And although we are closed for nearly uh, we were closed for nearly four months in 2020 due to COVID and under significant operational restrictions for 10 months, we were able to provide our team members with health care throughout and the benefits afforded through our employee assistance fund. We look forward to working with the city of Springfield as it reinvests this revenue in downtown Springfield. Listen, not that I don't believe that the MGM is is on the hook for this host agreement stuff and all the stuff that's in there. Um, but, you know, it's... It's it's hard to kind of it, it 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 is hard to say that the pandemic didn't have a negative effect on them for a period of time, and that some of the things that were planned may have been delayed. But they are still on the hook to complete all the things that they agreed to in this agreement. So, one way or another, now that things are back on track and they're making money again, these things have got to start happening. Um, that's what you signed up for. You signed up for this. That's right. This is what you done did. Uh, yes, that's right. Uh, the owner of a company that offers camel rides on the Oregon coast is accused of hiding surveillance cameras in his bathroom and secretly recording people. John David Bonender. <laughs> John. David. <laughs> oh, see, I would have went with John. <laughs> Uh, 48 of Pacific City was arrested on two counts of first-degree invasion of privacy and two charges of tampering with evidence. We received information that a minor female found a surveillance camera hidden under the uh, sink in John Bonander's bathroom. Uh, This is according to the Sheriff's Department. The victim removed the camera, and they believed that they were recorded in the bathroom on several occasions. When detectives arrived at Bonander's home... They say he appeared to be making plans to flee the area. We found two phones in the process of being erased, as well as a go bag filled with passports and birth certificates. Bonander also had a large amount of cash on him. They found evidence that victims were being secretly recorded while using Bonander's bathroom, and investigators uncovered several other cameras. Bonander operated West Coast Camel Rides in Pacific City, and investigators say there could be other victims. You're using... A camel business, a camel riding business is a front for your perverse <laughs> video watching. Well, I mean, I suppose in his head he's probably thinking, well, who who would think that a guy running camel rides would be a pervert? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I you know, I, I know guys that run pony rides. There is uh, on the up and up as you can imagine. Yeah, do you really the pony ride people? I'm I'm actually very deeply involved in that entire business. When, when I was like very young, I I took a a girlfriend to a to like go horseback riding, 
because that was like, oh, this would be romantic. Yes. There ain't nothing romantic about horseback riding. Nothing. The horse uh, stinks. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're pooping the entire time you're riding these things. You know, this is like perception of what you think things should be. Well, you see, in your mind, you're thinking of like you riding the horse and you ripping your shirt off. Yeah, like you're a steed. Yeah, 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 exa- yeah. exactly. You're a white knight. But I've never, been, I've never been on a horse where I didn't also step right into a big giant pile of horse crap right there around the uh, on the in the farm. Well, like you're watching another horse in front of you, uh, Duke. Yeah, in front, right there in front of you. That's exactly. Nothing romantic it's, about that. It's disgusting, and I don't know, understand. I don't understand the romanticism about it. Like, well, you know, I mean, I think it depends on the individuals involved. Do you ever like? Uh, do you ever know like a woman who is like uh, who loves riding horses, like like a like a horse woman? Like, oh yeah, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're not just like into it like they dabble. They're into it a thousand percent. Like it's a it's this weird obsession where that's all they think about is the horses. Well, and and there was something, what did I say? I said something on the air years ago yeah. where I said, you know, those chicks who who like horses, they're crazy. Yeah, they're right. Cr- crazy women. And, and then and, you had a whole bunch of emails sent to you. Well, but somebody had, one of these horse people had written, uh, yeah, of course, of course uh, something about we're taking care of a 2,000-pound animal, or we, we have full control of a 2,000-pound animal. Do you think we're going to give up control to a 250-pound man? <laughs> you know, well, that kind of a, thing. A 250-pound man is actually easier to care for. Um, but, again, there's nothing, like, romantic about the whole horse no, there's, riding there's, thing. There's not. And, and then you get off the thing, and you're, then your butt hurts for, for days because you've been bouncing up and down on this hard saddle. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, uh, a buddy of mine... That relationship didn't last, by the way. No, I know. When I was a kid, a buddy of mine and his mom and his brother, we all went to a, a dude ranch in upstate New York. Okay. Uh, and, uh, yeah, there was horse back riding and all that other stuff. And, you know, I'm just like a, you know, I'm just a, a young kid. I don't know nothing about no horse back riding. And uh, I got on top of the horse, right? And I'm, uh, I'm riding the horse. And I'm wearing like... A, you know, 1982 issue gym shorts, mm-hmm. and like you know, that's it. You should be wearing jeans and uh, chaps to protect your business. My crotch was black and blue for like three straight days. It was the only time I got on the horse. Uh, it was a big mistake to get on a horse and have this thing giddy up because uh, I was uh, I was uh, I had a, a, a bag of crushed nuts by oh, the time that, I yeah. got that yes yeah it's not comfortable not it's not comfortable at all not fun I didn't enjoy that part at all and I'm not dismissing people who like horses everybody has their own thing like if you're into the horse that's fine yes. I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm with you not yeah. into it I don't uh I don't want to see any animals harmed or anything like that that's not what I'm getting at I just don't care for them I just I'm not a I, like I'll I'll walk up to a horse and uh you know pet it and feed it a carrot if the owner lets me right but uh, to, to own one? No, it's, uh, I know plenty of people that own them, and I'm not. Uh, I'm not one of those people that will ever do it. You know how expensive it is to own a horse? It's it, well, it's expensive. It's even more expensive if somebody else is stabling the horse. Right. That's outrageously expensive. But think of all the work you got to do. Like you got to clean that stall out all the, every day. You got to brush them. Yeah. You got to. You got to. You know, you got to take the shoes off. Uh. 
The shoes. The shoes. The, the the horses wear Ugg boots. I could put those on. I could just slip them right over the, the outside of the hoof. Be a hell of a lot cheaper. Yeah. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be uh, partly cloudy with a high of 38. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 41. It's 18 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102. 649 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it's going to be uh, partly cloudy today with a high of 38. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 41. It's going to rain on Friday as well, 55 for a high then. It's 18, and you know what? It's going to drop to like 12 degrees Friday into Saturday. It's going to yeah. be like a big sheet of ice. There's this uh, there's this big front that's moving the, across the country. It's supposed to be like uh, ridiculously cold, and especially for areas of the country that are not used to ridiculous cold. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, New Englanders, we can handle a you know a 15-degree day. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, we can handle that. It's cold. We don't like it, but we can handle it. But other parts of the country, they get like a little bit of cold. They're, they 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 lose their damn minds. They lose their damn minds. It's like they don't know what to do with themselves. Well, I mean, it's it's, uh, it's like a shock. It is a shock to your body. I know. Yeah. Hey, uh, Saturday, February fourth at the, the Delaney House is Bourbon Barbecue and Blues from six to nine. Great event of uh, good food, smooth drinks, and excellent music from Neil and the Vipers. For tickets and information. Uh, go to rock102.com. It's a great holiday gift. Bourbon, barbecue, and blues, February 4th at the Delaney House. Brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, Lotus Bath and Closet, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Did you see the story that came out, uh, I think this was like uh, yesterday? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Apparently, the, uh, the city council has approved an ordinance that would increase not only their own pay, but also the pay of the mayor, Dominic J. Sarno. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dom will go from $135,000 a year to $175,000 a year. Bocce balls! Bocce balls! That's a lot. And uh, get a load of this. The city council uh, will get uh, an increase uh, to uh, to twenty eight thousand mm-hmm. dollars, they're currently making nineteen thousand five hundred dollars, and the city council president will make twenty eight thousand five hundred dollars. The city council president makes five hundred dollars more per year than everybody else in the city council. That's not very much. That winds up being nine dollars and sixty one cents a week. I don't know what Jesse Letterman is doing with that extra cash in his pocket, but I'm well, sure the, he's making it count. They all have other jobs, don't they? Most of them do. Don't most of them have other, like, remember Tim Rook has his own, you know, he's an insurance, he's an insurance guy or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what other well, people I think, do. I think Justin Hurst is, a, is an attorney. Uh, yeah. Angelo Pupolo many years ago was a was a plumber. You know, you had all the the, the plumbing gigs he would do, if you, yeah. you know. I mean, he could you know, you know vote on uh, on zoning regulations and and snake your drain at the same time. I was gonna say, remember he used to he had to, he kept having to go to those castles and you know, through the pipes and uh, breaking bricks along the yeah, way and yeah. stomping on uh, little gnomes and that things was like him. That. that was him. That was him. But that's when you think about it. Now, <laughs> if you go back to like two thousand nine, because I, I I look back two thousand nine, the mayor was only making. Now this is only making. It's it's still good cash. 
was making ninety five thousand dollars a year in two thousand nine. Do you remember why that was though? Why? Oh, because he refused it, didn't he? No, no, no. I'm pretty sure it was they reduced it, or or they gave the police commissioner more money. They felt that the mayor shouldn't be making more money than the police commissioner, or something to that effect. And there was, that's why it was yeah. it was like set at like ninety grand or something like that. Nevertheless, he's uh, he's now looking in 2024. Yeah. Hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. Well, you know, you got, all that, you got all that uh, revenue coming in from MGM. Uh, you know, they just said it was a hundred hundred million dollars in tax revenue. Mm-hmm. You got to spend that money somewhere. You know, if if uh, I'm still kind of hung up on the city council president only making five hundred dollars more than everybody else in the city council. If it's only if it's only nine dollars and sixty one cents a week more. Yeah. Why would you want all that extra responsibility? I don't know. You know, I don't really have a problem with I don't have a problem with with salaries of people who who are present. You know, D- Dom is very present. He's he's everywhere. Like you can't escape this man. He's uh No. I'm I'm from everywhere, but I'm from nowhere. You get it? <laughs> you know. Uh like he's out doing things in the community yeah. all the time. I like I I, I kind of wonder. Well, not that I'm gonna get into his personal business, but it's like you know you have, he has a family too. It's like if you're spending yeah, a lot of the time out in the community all the time like that, I, I mean, know. But his his kids have grown. You know, his wife Carla's. Uh, you know, is fine. Everything is good over there. Yes, but just like uh, you know, the guy who was retiring here uh, at Rock 102 at the party. Yeah, his wife was like, well, you know, now it's time for him to spend some time here you know yeah we we want his time kind of <sighs> okay so, you know yeah i, I know but but but, but th- we're not paying that guy one hundred and seventy-five thousand. i and think if, and if we are i got some talking to do i think uh, i think dom earns that money you know it's it is uh I, i'm sure the uh i'm sure dan warwick the uh the uh superintendent of schools probably makes about that if, actually no i think he makes more Usually, the superintendent of schools is the highest paid mm-hmm. city employee. You know, you, you know, not for nothing, but if that's the case, then the mayor should be making something pretty close to that. Well, the Psychic Friends Network that he ran, was that? Um, was no, no, that no, no, that's, no, 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 Steve. That's Dan Warwick. We're th- you're thinking of Dion Warwick. No, 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 no. You're thinking of uh, uh, the guy who uh, used to play for... Uh, Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons. No, 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 Steve. That's uh, Deion Sanders. You're thinking about the guy who used to be the Wanderer. No, no, that's uh, that's just Dion. <laughs> and the Belmonts. And the Belmonts. That's you right. You can't forget the Belmonts. Can't forget the Belmonts. They're from Belmont Avenue. That's exactly yeah. right by the yeah, X. But I, I really don't have a problem with it, with with uh, getting a little increase, especially when you got more money coming in. Well, if, you, if, got, you also got to understand that you know his terms went from two years to four years. Right. So it's now a more demanding job, I think. How is it more demanding by having four years of term versus two years of term? Because uh, now uh, it's not like your second year in office, you're running for uh, re-election. Now you could be drunk with power for a full four years. Oh, is it? That's a little more taxing. I don't see him being drunk with power. (laughs) (laughs) I don't drink, you know. Never seen me with a drink in my hand. I've actually never seen him. I didn't think I have either. Yeah. 
Well, because he's pro- he's a professional. That's yeah. why he's he also doesn't... remarkably well hydrated. Just as you know, as a matter of record, I don't even need to drink water. <laughs> the universe just makes my body hydrated everywhere I go. It's six fifty-seven with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, several years ago, I would find that whenever the weather outside was frightful, it would knock my satellite TV connection offline for hours at a time. This, as you can imagine, would cause me great agitation. Therefore, for various reasons, I am no longer a subscriber to that particular unnamed satellite provider. I am, however, a subscriber to several streaming services which provide me with hours of virtually uninterrupted television enjoyment. Is this the same sort of, uh, is this some sort of uh, lucrative paid endorsement? Hell no. However, during those times of disrupted service, the provider in question would attempt to mollify me by offering free access to their Sunday football ticket, which they have had ownership of since 1994, which of course I thought was the least they could do for my troubles. But because I am no longer a paying customer, I no longer have access to the Sunday football ticket, which is good because the NFL Sunday ticket would normally cost you $300 a year. Well now, the Wall Street Journal is reporting that the NFL Sunday ticket is now up for grabs. And according to reports, the current favorite to land the NFL Sunday ticket is YouTube, which of course is owned by Google. The NFL already has a streaming agreement with Amazon for Thursday night games, and that's only been slightly inconvenient for people. But YouTube? I'm watching YouTube all the time. Whether I'm watching Pootie Pie, unboxing videos, mukbang clips, or even if it's peanut butter jelly time, I would be more than happy to add another costly expense to my already overblown menu of streaming options. Because I got them all. But what I really need is another overpriced expense to deplete my monthly budget even further. Because you see, there's nothing better than having access to every football game being played by teams that I wouldn't otherwise care about with a connection that doesn't drop with each passing gust of wind. If that ain't worth a quick $300 a year, then I don't know what the hell is. But hey, never mind yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. If I were building stuff every day, which I am not, I would probably use Milwaukee Power Tools, and I'd make AJ at the Ludlow Rockies my go-to tool person. AJ runs the power tool department at the Ludlow Rockies, and whether you're a professional or a homeowner, she is ready to help you. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's classic. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.09 and the Rolling Stones with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Partly cloudy with a high of 38. Tomorrow, rain moves in for Thursday and Friday. High of 41 and then 54. And then it drops all the way down to 22 for a high on Saturday. Lovely. Uh, next hour, uh, open lines. The final open lines of uh, 2022. We'll uh, probably have to do it again in 2023. But today is the final one of the year. So uh, get yourself locked and loaded for that. Yeah, you got a whole another hour before that happens. I I came across a story on ESPN.com this morning. I was getting ready for uh, like uh, you know, ripping for view from the couch and stuff. Yeah, and I didn't do the story of the view from the couch, but I, I find it fascinating. All right, Zion Clark, a, a former college wrestler, 
uh, born with no legs, made his professional MMA debut on Saturday, okay? Uh, born with a rare disorder that affected uh, fetal development, born without legs, won a unanimous decision over his non-disabled opponent, Eugene Murray, an event in San Diego called the Gladiator Challenge Seasons Beatings. Mm-hmm. All three judges scored the bout 30-27 to 27 for, uh, for Clark, who now has a 1-0 professional record. There's, uh, ESPN's got the uh, the video of this of this bout, and uh, at the at the point where you're seeing it, you know the the guy is uh, Murray is kind of like on top of Zion Clark, but then Clark just you know twists it all around this little tiny guy and beats him. Yeah, I'm watching the uh, the video right now of the match. Yeah, now uh, I should say that that Eugene Murray uh, is now 0 and five as a professional. Uh, I would not quit his day job if if I were him. But he got beat by this guy, and he, he uh, Clark wrestled at at, uh, at Kent State. Wrote on his Instagram page on Monday: "Blessed uh, is an under is an understatement. Thanks to my teammates and coaches to prep me for the last few months. Uh, the best coach around. One and zero on to the next one. Let's get it. And uh, it's amazing. I mean, it's it's just amazing to watch this this guy, uh, you know, who is disabled." Pound this non-disabled guy into submission to win his first MMA uh, bout. That's crazy. It's unbelievable. He's he's a very strong guy. I mean, you can tell he's uh, he, he's laying the smackdown. But I wonder sometimes. Yes, I I I don't doubt that this man is talented. He clearly is. Clearly, he clearly is. He can move around. He can do all this stuff. But on the other end of that. When you're a fully able-bodied person and you have to match up with this man, yeah, isn't there just like a little bit of you that goes, "Huh, I'm gonna beat this guy"? Like, like, like you kind of, it's it, all, a lot of those fights are mental. Yeah, a lot of the fights are mental. Yes, strength is a huge portion of it, but ment there's mental uh, ability to either. Talk yourself into I'm going to beat this guy or right. I'm not going to beat this guy. That's a huge portion of it too. If you look at somebody who doesn't have legs, you're like, I can beat this guy, yeah, like you, no problem. You, you so never, you, you never want to underestimate your opponent, right? But I think that there's there's not a way you can't underestimate. Did you ever see a bar fight that involved someone who was elderly? Mm, yes, yes, I yeah, have. I yep, have yeah, too. Yes, I, I have. have too. And I remember it was a it was a young drunk guy mm-hmm. and an old drunk guy, and they get involved in an argument, and then it comes to blows. And the young guy is thinking, "This guy's ninety seven years old. Mm-hmm. I can I can take him." Yeah. Well, as it turns out, the old guy has got a lot of spunk, and the old guy flattens the young guy. Yeah. Because he knows how to fight. And he pops the guy right in the suck, and he's down yeah. on the ground. I saw one of my brother's friends uh, get mouthy one time to a to a. Uh, they were both drunk. I mean, sure, he, he oh, was yeah. he was drunker than the old man, but they they were both yeah. inebriated. And and I he, mean, unless you're Willie McGinnis, bar fights rarely happen when you're sober. And it was something so innocent as uh, you know uh, a drunk bumping into another drunk while the guy was playing pool, and that set the old man off. 
to the point where all of a sudden we turn around and uh, our friend Bob is being pinned down on the pool table with a cue stick <laughs> by this like 70 something year old guy going, I'll kick your ass right here and there. <laughs> it is fun to watch. But yeah, you're right. Uh, but again, you think I can take this guy and it's not going to work out yeah. well for you. There's a, there's a part of this video at, at the end, you know, once Zion Clark you know wins the fight. <laughs> And uh, the guy he beat, you know, because they're, I mean, they're all kneeling on the ground. The the referee, uh, you know, obviously, you know, Zion's not really kneeling. He's, uh, you know, he's standing as high as he can. And uh, the guy he beats, you know, they're all kneeling on the ground. And, of course, they, you know, raise Zion Clark's arm yeah. in in uh, in, in, uh, in victory. And the other guy is just kind of kneeling there going, what happened? What just happened to me? How did this happen? How, how have I... Not only have I lost five in a row, but I lost four, and then to a guy with, with no legs. No legs. Maybe I should consider other avenues. To, nah, to, I, I don't you know. You could about consider that. other changes in my life. Yeah, but maybe it's one of those things that uh, kicks this guy into gear and uh, says, uh, "Hey, you know what? Maybe you need to work a little harder." And uh, you, you had train your, a little harder. You got your ass kicked by a guy who has no legs. He's only done five matches. Yeah, ain't going to get any better from here. It's not like uh, the point now where he says, I got to train extra hard so that a guy without legs doesn't kick me in the ass a second time. If you go five more and you get beat by somebody who has, you know, half an arm or something like that, then maybe you might want to think about a different career. I got to tell you, this this guy, Zion Clark, is a hell of an athlete. I mean, the the way he was whipping around and... You know, you're controlling the, the 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 pace of the bout. It's pretty amazing. The uh, I I when I was in high school, I wrestled for for Minichog High School, and we went out to, I think it was like Br- Bridgewater, maybe. Okay. And there was a kid there who I had to wrestle, and he had one arm, and it was the listen. I, I'm just speaking out of pure ignorance because. People aren't educated about people with disabilities. Like, they really aren't. No, they're not. And and you do have that. There was a part of me that says, well, I can beat this guy because he's only got one arm. And then it's like when you're in the match, you don't want to touch it. It, it, And I'm just being honest about, you know, how people don't understand each other and don't understand where the other one comes from. And you kind of do that, like... That was weird to me at the time. I was 17 years old. It was it was an odd thing to experience. Right. Because you've been wrestling people with all four limbs the, your entire time that you've been doing this thing and all of a sudden you're now like that's that's a little odd. It, it I don't know if he was born that way or if he lost it or whatever, but yeah. it was like he only had like uh the 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 oh. sh- like the shoulder part down to the elbow. Okay. And it was like kind of tied off, like a little nub or something. At now, the did end. you did you beat him? No, he beat me. See, that's that's the thing. I mean, you know, if if you have a, a disability, you kind of compensate for the loss of, of of that in other ways, right? So, you know, the fact that he was wrestling at all with that disability probably suggests that he's found other ways to beat you than yeah, with two and, hands. And again, I'm not dismissing anybody who has the ability to no. go out in there and do that thing. I'm just talking about you know what you were brought up with and what you were told about people with disabilities is wrong. 
you know, like the st- there's a stereotype to that. Yeah. And then now you have to face it head on. And it's weird. It's a weird thing to experience. So I can see how not only does the strength of this man who could beat me, but I probably could have beaten him if I wasn't so weirded out about the disability. Yeah, but even that's speculative. He may have been able to beat you no matter what. He may have been a better wrestler. He could. Yeah, he very be, well be, could have been because he had to uh, you know, face you know, different challenges yeah. physically and was able to overcome but a lot of like those. He was like number two in the state. He wasn't. It wasn't like yeah. it, like he. It wasn't like he was just. You know, had just walked. And you were the just a, a, ch- a chubby high school kid in an ill-fitting singlet. I was a very uh, young buff high school kid. Thank you very much. The chubbiness didn't start until, oh, I see. until the I, beer started flowing. Understood. Yeah. Understood. But I'm watching this video with Zion Clark, and I'm like, wow, this guy. I mean, it's very impressive. Phenomenal. It, and, it, and it just goes to show you, to, to negate what I just said about yeah. you know, the stereotypes, is it doesn't matter. If somebody has the willpower to train themselves to focus on that, they're going to be successful at it, and this never, guy is successful. Never underestimate someone who is doing, who is at the very least just participating in something. Don't assume that their participation is because, I, for any other reason, they're as capable of beating anybody or being great at what they do, regardless of your preconceived notions. I get that, and I, you know, my my uh, view on that started to change after that that yeah. incident. Going, you know what, like you know. There's a there's another world out here other than the one that I live in in my 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 tiny little home in uh, in Wilbraham. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there was more to the world and more to 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 realize about people. And I give people who have disabilities all the credit in the world for the things that they are capable of doing. That people would assume that you wouldn't be able to do that. Look at our buddy the Hawkman. Yeah, for God's sakes. I mean the guy's been in a. He's been a quadriplegic for 20 years of his life and was able to walk for 18 of those up until, you know, up up to the, to the, the, you know. Right. You know what I'm saying. I know exactly yeah. what you're saying. But yet he continues to, to live his life and try to inspire other people and and still be able to do these things like, you know, uh, do that rail trail thing yeah. and, and and still have... Uh, the ability to do things. The the only thing wrong with the Hawkman is his inability to figure out how what is or what is not a reasonable bet. That's it. That's the only thing I can uh, I can criticize the guy well, for. Well, he is a Raiders fan. I mean, well, there. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, we, we, <laughs> you want to pick out something wrong with somebody? You're a Raiders fan. Jesus. It's seven twenty one with Bax and Nagel on Rock one oh two. Seven twenty eight and the Black Crows with Bax and Nagel on Rock one oh two. Let's waste no time with uh, open the mailbag. Letters. Oh we get letters. We get your letters every day. Mail, 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 mail today. I reach right out of letters. Oh we get letters. So earlier this morning we were talking about uh, that lady who went to her Catholic priest. She had, uh, she wasn't doing so well with the husband. She goes on a business trip. She has a one night stand. 
And then she didn't feel that bad about it because uh, the husband wasn't paying much attention to her anyway. Right. And then she gets back home. They reconnect during COVID. And then uh, she starts feeling super guilty about it. So she goes to the priest and she tells her, or tells the priest, yeah. hey, uh, this is what happened. The priest says, you know what you should do? Your 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 uh, penance is to is to tell your husband. So, she, you know, time goes by and she doesn't tell the husband. And then uh, she comes home and find out the husband throwing all the stuff out on the front lawn because the priest had called the house and said, hey, by the way, uh, did she tell you about the affair? <sighs> right? Yeah. So the, the the woman was asking if the if the, the priest had any kind of uh, you know legal repercussion you know if there's anything that can be done mm-hmm. and uh, you know we had the whole discussion about it. Well, we have a letter from a gentleman here, gentlemen. While I'm in complete agreement about the priest betraying his job, I have zero sympathy for her, and no one should. She threw away her marriage when she screwed up another uh, guy. When she screwed another guy, when uh, times were tough. In the past year and a half, my wife ran off with a married man after 15 years and four kids because we were having trouble. Total Springer Show crap. The priest should be disciplined, and she deserves all the bad karma that a cheating spouse deserves. Just my take. Merry Christmas. Yay! Yay! Of course, uh, you know, with uh, most women and affairs, usually it's... uh, Created out of a lack of emotional fulfillment in their existing relationships. Well, <clears throat> okay. I'm just th- just saying that for the record. I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying you know, they, you know just you know just so. Uh, well, this man so is obviously know. very upset. I mean, uh, you know, different people are going to take that a different way. Well, I'm not saying this applies to every situation. I mean, there's a very good chance that uh, you know his anger is justified and uh, and and what have you. I mean, mm. you know, after a scenario like that, I'd probably be pretty pissed off, too. Probably. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. Like yeah. anybody would. Yeah. Understood. I'm just saying. Well, I'm, there you go. There you have it. That's the mailbag. Yeah. It's 731. News is next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. Cold and frosty this morning, but lots of sunshine. The first day of winter today actually looks pretty nice. Sunshine this afternoon, very little wind with temperatures in the middle and upper 30s. For tonight, mainly clear early, just a few high thin clouds later on. Temperatures fall to around 20. For tomorrow, clouds will build during the day. Temps will come up in the middle and upper 30s. Well after dark in the evening, a light wintry mix moves in. It'll change over to rain. Come down heavy at times late tomorrow night as temperatures Temperatures come up into the 40s. The wind will pick up as well. And for Friday, a windswept heavy rain. Winds will gust over 50 with temperatures in the 50s. With your Western Mass News First Alert forecast, I'm meteorologist Dan Brown. Steve, is uh, four days before Christmas. You don't have a whole heck of a lot of time to uh, fulfill uh, all of the gifts that you may want to give for this holiday season. No, but I got some last-minute stuff, and I know I can get it at a place called feelgoodshoplocal.com. With just under 30 stores and counting, there are stores all over the place in Hamden, Hampshire, Franklin, Berkshire County, and Northern Connecticut. You can shop local by barely leaving your house. Right from your couch. You know, when you do that view from the couch, you could be shopping local as well. You could feel good about it, too. I know, but then I'd have to kind of divide my attention between two great things. And if you're not sure what to get, you're not sure where to buy it locally, you can get inspired by their local gift guide categories and suggestions like for the party host, for the teacher, and just because. There's also the feelgoodshoplocal.com gift card. Now that is a heck of a gift. One-stop shopping for the locally conscious consumer. feelgoodshoplocal.com. 
Todd is in love. Sarah, I've never felt this way before. But he's about to find out that sometimes when you chase after love... I'm moving to Paris. You've got to step on the gas. Because this isn't your classic holiday rom-com. It's a Nissan event ad. Wait, what? Featuring a powerful performance by Nissan Rogue. Oh, come on, come on. Todd? I'm coming with you. Get a low $1.99 per month lease on Altima. Get your heart racing at Nissan's Thrill of the Drive event. Availability is limited. Shop at your local Nissan store or at NissanUSA.com. Don't let true love or these offers slip away. For well-qualified customers subject to NMAC credit approval, take from new dealer stock. See dealer for financing details. 24-24 initial payment for 18 months on 2023 Altima. Excludes tax title license and $650 acquisition fee. Disposition fee due at lease end. Call 1-888-858-8319 for offer details. Ends 1-3-23. The holidays are here and there's only one place to make your dinner easy. That's Atkins Farms. Atkins features certified Angus beef, turkeys, and the freshest seafood around. Fresh and local produce, too. Top off your holiday dinner with Atkins' own pies and cakes from our bakery department. Got questions? Just ask. Atkins has holiday platters, unique gifts, and holiday beer and wine baskets. Happy holidays from Atkins Farms at the corner of Route 116 and Bay Road in South Amherst online at atkinsfarms.com. Helping those who are hungry and homeless is the right thing to do. That goes for hungry and homeless dogs and cats, too. We're talking Rockies Roundup for Pets. Next time you're at the register at Rockies, just say, yeah, sure, round it up. Get them what they really want for the holidays. A gift certificate to Pioneer Valley Arms in East Long Meadow. All gift certificates come with a free gun cleaning kit and are good for everything in the store, including mass and Connecticut gun permit classes. Pioneer Valley Arms, Shaker Road, East Long Meadow. 734 with Max and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Noonan Energy, reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical, and plumbing. Noonan.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. By the way, before you start, just uh, just came in. This is kind of a surprising bit of news. Uh, Franco Harris, Hall of Fame uh, running back, formerly of the Pittsburgh Steelers, yeah. has died at the age of 72. Died uh, overnight, no cause of death given, but confirmed by his son and the Associated Press. So, Franco Harris has uh, died at the age of 72. Um, I don't know who that was. You ever uh, see video footage of the Immaculate Reception? Oh, yeah, that was him? Yeah, that's the guy that, that, that caught the ball. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> What's his name? Franco Harris. Won uh, four Super Bowls with uh, Terry Bradshaw, Chuck Knoll. I mean, <laughs> great teams back then. Great teams. Uh, in the words of our former intern, Ted, uh, our condolences are with his family. Well put. Yeah, thank Very you. Very well put. Uh, several roads... I. I don't know if the if the roads are still closed because this article was updated this morning uh, at 6.52 a.m. So I'm guessing the roads are still closed. Several roads are closed and one person is hospitalized after a car accident involving a pedestrian in West Springfield Tuesday evening. According to West Springfield fire officials, the accident happened near the intersection of Piper Road and Monastery Avenue. A pedestrian was taken to the hospital with serious injuries. Drivers are being asked to seek uh, alternate routes as Piper Road from Hale Street to West Springfield High School was closed while crews investigated the crash. I'm guessing this is cleaned up by now. This happened at what time yesterday? Uh, the story came out at 8 p.m. It was updated at 6.52 a.m. Yeah, I, I got to believe we're uh, we're wide open now. 
Well, the point is, this is just one of many pedestrian accidents that happen every year in Massachusetts. The Mass Department of Transportation reports just under 1,700 pedestrian crashes so far this year. According to the state, since 2017, there's been an average of 70 pedestrian fatalities each year. Last number that no, last year, that number was 76. More of than uh, half these accidents happen between the months of March and December, indicating these crashes are more frequent during the colder months. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure, you know, speed and texting and drinking and driving are all factors, uh, but I bet you it's the sunlight. You know, uh, that does uh, that does mess things up. Yeah, not have a lack of sunlight and people are still, you know, it's still 530 in the afternoon or whatever. And you're still walking along. But typically three, four months ago, it was still light outside. I, uh, you know, I, I, I thank God every day I get to go home when it's uh, bright and uh, cloudy out. Uh, but I don't know how you the rest of you folks do it. Driving home at night. Five o'clock at night when it's pitch blackout. And mm. how you do it? Well, it's just like driving here at pitch black in the morning. When we get here. You know what? I, what I kind of have, and you know, not everybody my age has this, but I am noticing dignity. I don't have much of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit of night blindness. I find that, like, when I'm driving at night, it's sometimes hard to see. Are you blinded by the night? I'm wrapped up like a douche. Another runner in the night? That's exactly what I'm talking about. Blinded by the night? Yes. <clears throat> you know, I uh, you're speaking of that uh, song, did you watch that uh, Bruce Springsteen thing on HBO? No, I haven't watched we, that. We can't mention the other radio person's name. It's Howard Stern. Scott Shannon. No, it's Howard Stern. Not, uh, not, not did, aware of his but, work. But he did this whole uh, thing with, with Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. I'm not a really big Bruce Springsteen fan, but it was actually a pretty interesting thing because I really wanted to know about that song. Okay. He wrote that. He wrote a lot of different songs for other artists. And, uh, you know, Manford Mann goes and does this thing, and they he's talking about, like, how all of that is just drivel. Like, he's just spouting things off mm-hmm. to make that thing. And I, I didn't get to the part where they, or how that lyric was changed. Yeah, I don't know. I again, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't see the interview because, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not a big Springsteen fan either. I mean, I'm sure it's fascinating, but it's, it's uh, just not, it's uh, not my thing. You know, as long as you're doing celebrity deaths here, General Hospital actress Sonya Eddy died at 55. I saw that. Yeah, I don't really know who she is. Well, I never watched General Hospital, but I'm General sure General Hospital's not really my, not one of my stories that I follow. Uh, no, you don't want. Oh, it was Days of Our Lives. Days of That's our, what it was. Yeah, Days of Our Lives and Young and the Restless. Those are my two. Uh, well, you know, Young and the Restless. Oh, yeah. You like that one? Young and the Restless was a good one for a long time. We only had the one option in our home was Days of Our Lives. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah it's like 1 p.m. every day. Can't, uh, can't argue with you. We had to record it for my mom because she worked nights at the hospital, and then she'd get up and watch it before uh, she'd go back into work again. We used to uh, skip classes in college to uh, catch up on uh, what was ever going on on Days of Our Lives. Yeah. You know, that was the Kayla and Patch years back then, you know, when things got real hot and heavy, and all the good storylines were going to those two. She was a good-looking lady. (laughs) She she sure was. Mm -hmm. Back in the 80s, shut your mouth. You know who I didn't like? Adrian. Yeah, never. She that, was, no, uh, no. there was something weird about her. One, she wasn't that great of an actress. Maybe that's what it was. That was Maybe part of it. Maybe she just couldn't play the part. But she, there was something, uh, 
you know, eh about her. No, I get it. I get it. But Justin, he was all about her. Oh, he was good. They he went to good. Greece, or didn't they go to Rome or something like that? Well, you know, he was Victor Kyriakos's uh, long lost son. Yeah, that's true. You know, yeah. and I, you know, what are you gonna do? I remember Marlena was possessed by the devil. I do. That was a good. I one. do. Yeah. I do. When Carly was stuck in the casket all summer long. <laughs> <laughs> it was like ju- it was like it was like a perfect summer story. It started in uh, May and it ended in September. You know, it'd be like the perfect trivia uh, question. And mm-hmm. we're not doing any trivia. We're not giving any prizes. What do you think? This. What do you think we are? Like a like a closet full of prizes? Please. You imagine uh, being asked name every actor that played Roman Brady. It's like thirty-seven different guys. Uh, Drake Hog Hogus Hog Drake Hogestine. Yeah, and all those other guys. Well, there was that other guy who was the original Roman Brady. Yeah, and then he came back to play him again, and then he was played uh, uh, by another guy. Then were like thirty-seven other guys, and Drake Hogestine. I always found that weird. I always, uh, you know. It- because I used to get into that show because my mom watched it all the time. Right. And uh, it was always weird when you started watching the show and then they'd have to have that overlay on the TV come over and go, the part of Roman Brady is now being played by whoever the whoever the new actor was. And I always, it was like, throw your cycle off. One of my favorite plot lines that happened with, I believe, every single soap opera that ever existed yeah. was when a new actor would come around and recreate an, a, a character that had been gone for a while and uh, that everybody thought was dead. But they didn't die, but had some of the most fantastic plastic surgery you can imagine. Well, he almost died, but then had plastic surgery to hide to hide his death. Oh, that was I've just... seen enough episodes of Botch to know that no plastic surgery goes that well, ever. Listen, it's, it's all fantasy, Bax. That's all that show was. Based on real events. And I didn't realize that uh, Salem was based in the Midwest. Uh, I don't know if Salem... I know uh, Geneva City certainly was. Well, it's it said uh, Sa- uh, Salem, and they never mentioned a, a state, Yeah, but it was somewhere in the Midwest. I, I recently found that out. I always thought it was like, uh, like in Massachusetts. Yeah, but know? they also had docks, so it had to be near a Great Lake or a big river. It must have been a Great Lake. Probably. Yeah. Yep. Maybe we should do some news. Why? It's, you're, it's this late? Well, actually, yeah. It's 7.43. What the hell are we doing? <laughs> you know, you, this is the day before we all go on vacation. Oh, yeah. This is how you tell because we're just calling. We're just phoning it in. That's why we're doing open lines next hour because we don't want to do anything. <laughs> we'll let you people do all the work. I, I, I hate to, I hate to you, know, you know, go past the, the, the fourth wall here, but that's why we do open lines at all. Uh, partly cloudy today with a high of 39. Tomorrow and Friday, rain. It going to rain. 41 for Thursday, 55 for Friday, and then all the way down to 22 on Saturday. It's 18 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Hi, I'm your unused PTO, just sitting here waiting to be noticed. It's almost the end of the year and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 750 and ZZ Top with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, mostly sunny with a high of 39 today. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 41. And Friday, rainy with a high of 55. It's 18 in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 is bringing you New England Patriot football all season long. Lucky you. Saturday, December 24th, that is Christmas Eve. The Patriots will host the Cincinnati Bengals. The pregame begins at 10 a.m. Kickoff scheduled for one. Bob Sochi and Scott Zolak will bring you all the play-by-play action. The Patriots play here on Rock 102. 
Are you ready? Am I ready? I mean, are you ready? I'm really ready. Are you really or you just want to go? I'm just saying, I just want to get out of here. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. All right, you know what we're going to do today? What? Clips from the year. Okay. We have uh, 436 to get through. We'll do them all right now. All right, start. Okay, ready? Yes. Uh, this one uh, happened back in July. Here's what happened when a dad at a wedding was drunk dancing with lit sparklers in each hand. One of the uh, sparklers set fire to the decorations and drunk dad had no idea until people started screaming at him. Yay, Jay, look at you, you're on fire. I, uh, I saw that clip. It was like an outdoor wedding, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah what a dope. I always, uh, I always wonder, I've seen many people do that at their weddings. They do the sparkler send-off. Mm-hmm. And I've always said, do you really think it's a good idea to be putting, uh, you know, <laughs> explosive materials you're, you're into holding people's on, hands after drinking all night at your open bar. You're holding on to a metal stick that is burning a fire that's like 1,200 degrees Fahrenheit. Do I, you really feel comfortable doing that? I've also seen people who weren't, they spent all this money on the sparklers and then weren't able to do it because there were too many drunk people yeah. and not enough sober people to hold the sparklers up as they do their little walk. And sometimes they're impossible to light, so you yeah. kind of, you got to, uh, why is it? Uh, this was actually one of my favorites, uh, back also from July, a video going viral of a uh, DJ playing a very unfortunate song to a prom queen who happens to be in a wheelchair. <laughs> when your legs don't work like they used to oh! oh, yeah. The video, yeah. which was uploaded, uh, is... It's actually from a 2017 prom in Texas where the DJ played the Ed Sheeran's Thinking Out Loud, uh, you know, when your legs don't work like they used to before. Yeah. I was at a, a wedding, a wedding, a funeral uh, many years ago in which uh, they wanted to play classic rock uh, during the wake. Uh-huh. And one of the songs that came up was Another One Bites the Dust. I thought that was inappropriate. Actually, that's kind of funny. Yeah, but I don't think it was intentionally meant to be funny. Yeah, see, I, I'd want people to laugh at my funeral. Like, I'd want people to have a good time. Oh, I think people are having a great time you know what at I mean? your funeral. Yeah, oh, dancing yeah. Dancing on the grave. And oh, you're laughing, re- uh, telling stories. It's like, what are you going to do about it? You going to get offended? No, you're dead. Yeah, you're going to get offended by whatever somebody says about you. Unless it's so offensive that it reanimates your dead flesh and you sit up in the casket and say, hey, 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 that's not nice. I don't think that'll ever happen. Uh, here's another one uh, from June. Uh, here's why you should stay away from raccoons. These people in Philadelphia were admiring some cute raccoons in an alley until one bit one of the guys in the leg. Okay. Right? They're so cute. They're like acrobats right now. That one, look at that one. He's I had to get a tetanus shot and a rabies vaccine shot in my arm. And the shot you saw in the video around my leg, around the wound, was the rabies immunoglobin shots. I am now back to get another rabies vaccine shot today, a week from now, and two weeks after that. <laughs> but they're so adorable. See, that people are so dumb. People are just dumb I know. individuals to mess with wildlife. 
you know, I don't care if they're like cute and cuddly or walking around the park. They're not they're not meant to be touched or fed. Like you're not supposed to do that. That's why they tell you don't feed the birds, but people do all the time. I know. I know. I don't know. Uh, here is uh, this New Year's Eve. Uh, this is a, a newer clip. This will be uh, the 50th anniversary of the very first Dick Clark's Rockin' Eve. But did you know it rig- originally wasn't called that? No, what was it called? It was called uh, Three Dog Nights Rockin' Eve. New and, Year's and, Eve. And Dick Clark muscled his way in? Well, Three Dog Night was so big at the time, that's what they called the very first one. Here's the uh, here's a clip of the band introducing the evening's entertainment. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, if I can get the... There you go. Thank you very much and welcome to the first New Year's Rockin' Eve in the Grand Ballroom of the Queen Mary. With Three Dog Night, we're going to be your host for the next 90 minutes on this coast-to-coast floating party. Between now and midnight, we'll be cutting away to Dick Clark live from Times Square in New York City. We've got a great group of friends joining us tonight. Blood, Sweat, and Tears, Al Green, Billy Preston, and Helen Reddy. And since this is the time that you look back and think of this year and years past and you reminisce, we thought we'd take you back for a little nostalgia with this number. Just an old-fashioned love song playing on the radio. See how much it's evolved from that? Yeah, I know, man. I tell you what, now it's just it's uh, oh. it's a uh, thrill, uh, thrill a minute with Ryan Seacrest. It should just be called. It, now it's called Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve with Ryan Seacrest. Shouldn't it be Ryan Seacrest Rockin' New Year's Eve? Or are you keeping the brand name? How long are you gonna keep that brand name going? You know, I uh, when you were a kid, you thought that was like the greatest TV show there ever was. I mean, they're all out there. I mean, you can imagine, you know, Al Green, Helen Reddy. Who the hell else was that? You know, the three dog night. Yeah. You can't get bigger than that. Well, you know, now, now you, as as an adult, I watch, uh, I watch that. I'm going, I can't. This is this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, this year's lineup features Duran Duran. Okay, all right. New edition. Okay. And BTS member J Hope. I don't know who that is. <clears throat> BTS is the band. Blood, sweat, and tears. But they couldn't. No, that's blood, tears, and sweat. Oh, I see. No, they couldn't find. They couldn't. The whole band didn't want to show up. They just wanted one guy. Yeah, who's the guy who does the least with you guys? Oh, that would be J Hope. All right, bring him down for uh, Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve with Ryan Seacrest. Who is absolutely the least talented member of your group? Uh, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, now hear this. It is seven fifty-seven with Max and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. This week, it's a. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Power Tool Headquarters. Milwaukee. DeWalt. Craftsman. Rocky's Power Tool Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, over the last few weeks, there has been this explosion of Major League Baseball players signing free agent contracts all over the place. Teams are blasting out gobs of cash for endless lengths of time to players who may or may not deserve that sort of contractual obligation. Having said that, it is never too late for unforeseen circumstances to suddenly derail a perfectly good opportunity, nor is it ever too late for somebody to become a shameless opportunist. For example, let's take a look at the last couple of hours for former Minnesota Twin shortstop Carlos Correa. On December 13th, it was reported that Carlos had reached a 13-year free agent agreement with the San Francisco Giants worth $350 million. That's a contract that would have averaged out to just under $27 million a year. 
Yesterday, the Giants announced that they would be postponing his introductory press conference because of an apparent medical concern of which he and the team were awaiting test results. Now, I don't know what kind of medical ailment they were talking about. I know if I had to pay a guy $350 million for the next 13 years, I'd be pretty sick to my stomach, too. Nevertheless, late last night, the New York Post reported that Carlos Correa was not going to sign with the Giants for $350 million over the next 13 years. Instead, he has reportedly agreed to a 12-year deal with the New York Mets worth $315 million. That's a deal that will pay him an average of $673,000 less than he'd get if he just stuck with the plan with San Francisco. Folks, if this story is true, then the New York Mets will have already committed over $800 million on free agents this year alone. Want to know how much the Red Sox have spent? Six bucks. Now, I don't know what kind of medical condition makes you take less money to sign with the Mets, but it would have to be something pretty severe or life-threatening for me to pass up on an extra $673,000 a year. That's more than I spent on co-pays for the last 27 years. And yet apparently signing with the Mets has all the healing properties and protections as a lifetime of Moderna boosters. And if that's the case, we should all get that sick. But hey, in a my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Get $25 in Rocky's cash awards when you spend $125 at Rocky's. $25 to spend at Rocky's, it's free money. You'll probably have a few holiday gifts to get at Rocky's, so get this offer now and $25 in free Rocky's cash rewards. I'm back, that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 812 and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and a high of 39 today. Unfortunately, rain moves in for Thursday and Friday with uh, 41 for tomorrow, 55 for Friday. And then the temperature drops down to 12 degrees for an overnight on Friday into Saturday and in a high of 22. Jesus. Everything going to freeze. Mm-hmm. All right. You ready? I'm ready. And now, live from the Richard Grieco Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, it's Open Live! Wait a minute. We just played the Friday one. Oh, yeah, you're right. Hold on a second. It's not Friday. You're right. I, you know, I'm thinking it's Friday because uh, like today's the last day of the God. week. Let's, let's try this again. And now, live from the Kim Kardashian Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, it's Open Live Wednesday! The last open line of 2022. Mm. Keep your filthy mouths to yourself and your awful hate speech off this show. By the way, uh, thank you to the uh, gentleman who dropped off some delicious uh, double chocolate cookies with M&M's for our uh, eating enjoyment. They're awful good. You know, it's funny. uh, Somebody shows up and you're not supposed to take candy from a stranger. Yeah, right. I mean, apparently I met this guy years ago and uh, I didn't remember. And then uh, he's like, yeah, I met you years ago. And I'm like, "Uh, okay, uh, well, thanks for the treat. Do you want some treats, he says? And I say, of course I do. Yeah, no, they're good. I'm surprised I never got kidnapped when now, I was a kid. I, I, are these the only ones you brought, or like more upstairs? There's more upstairs. Oh, good. Oh, yeah, there's more. There's oh, a good. whole tray full of more. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. All right, so that's uh, that's uh, that's good to know. Look at the phones. They're blowing They're up blowing already. blowing up already. Fantastic. Uh, Rock 102, <clears throat> good morning. Who's this? Kevin from High Oak. Hey, Kevin, what's on your mind? Hey, just want to let you know that uh, Charlie Baker gave you 
the governor the uh, key to the city mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. They should give it to you guys for everything you do. No, actually, we had to uh, turn over our keys so that Charlie could get a, could take Springfield out for a run for a little yeah. bit. Oh. <laughs> Dom Dom said, hey, uh, right. you do. You need to get that keys back. Yeah, right. right? Bacon needs them. Yeah, Charlie wants to see how you fast the city can go. You guys are the best. Thank you, buddy. Right, Appreciate thanks, it. All right. All right. right. There you go. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? This is Joe from Avon. Hey, Joe. What's going on? I just wanted to comment on that cheating lady. She got what she deserved. Maybe the priest dropped the ball, but she shouldn't get away with what she did. All right. Well, uh, Talking about man. that uh, priest who broke his... Uh, broke the, uh, the the vow of, uh, of, of contrition. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All right. Well, thank, thank you. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hawkman. What's up, Hawkman? Hey, I wanted to wish you guys a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And I have a lot of things coming up next year to be excited about. And I want you guys to stay tuned. All right. All Good. right. We'll be, uh, we'll be watching. All right, Merry Christmas. Guys. All right, you too. There you go. That's the Hawkman right is there. Is his big reveal is he's not really paralyzed. He's just kidding. He's, he's, he's been, eh, just kidding. He's been training for dancing. Right. April Rock, Fool's Day. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Aaron. Hey, Aaron. What's up? Hey, man. I just want to say thanks, guys. I appreciate you guys in the morning, man. Um, I bring my kids to school. I bring one all the way out to East Hampton. And him and me listen to you guys and we laugh our asses off. I just want to say thanks a lot. Really appreciate the show. I think you guys are awesome. Hope you both have a great Christmas, man. Thank yeah, you, you very too. much. What's with all the compliments today? No, it's, it's the season. Uh, it's the holidays. Take them, guy. You know, yeah, yeah, I'm, else, I'm so. taking them. I'm taking them. You're not going to get them the rest of the year. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, though. You, all right, you too. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Mike Jones. Hey, Mike, what's up? Okay. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? This is Whitey. Hey, Whitey, what's up? Not much. Can you tell Dan Williams that we don't care what he packs for lunch or what his wife made him for lunch? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, you know, it, uh, Kim is a good cook. You know, I, I wouldn't mind Kim making me lunch. Well, I can, I can imagine that, but every every time, as soon as you guys show ends, I change the channel because it's, you don't want to hear about what Dan's you know going to want or what it, you're just jealous of his, uh, of his giant manhood oh, yeah. that he's yeah. dragging around on the ground. And I bet your li- and I bet your lunch sucks. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> good luck with that. Thanks right, for the thank call, uh, Rock One Hundred Two. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is uh, Vito. How you guys doing? Good, hey, Vito. What's Vito. up? To... Well, I'm celebrating Guanza right now, but I saw your picture the other day on your Facebook, and I think you need a new name for the show. What How is about it? Sugarfoot? And cirrhosis. What do you think? Sugarfoot and cirrhosis. Okay. Well, we'll uh, we'll workshop that one for a little bit and go back to. St- All right. Thank you very much. There you go. Rock one hundred two. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, Joey. Hey, what's up? Just want to call and tell you guys I love the show. Love to listen to you guys every single morning. Um, I do like when you guys do a my the a hole segment. That's pretty oh. funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, thank good. you very much. See what I bring to the uh, have table. A good day. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Yeah, you're bringing a lot to the table, yeah, Steve. You really are. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Mike Jones. Okay. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Oh, there. Oh, 
Right. What is that guy? All I don't. About? I don't. Mike Jones. I don't really know what's going. Is that on supposed with to that? be somebody, or is that supposed to be uh, some <clears throat> sort of joke that we're not in on? Or? I don't know. It would be. It'd be great to know what the joke was. All right, two nine three one zero two one. The lines are wide open. If you call right now, there's a pretty good chance you'll get on the air. Yeah, nobody. You know, from all the uh, people that complain and stuff, uh, nobody calls up and complains anymore. Whatever happened to the old complaint line? Uh, I don't know. Remember when uh, we used to have one, and then nobody could figure out how to get through to it? <laughs> and then we couldn't figure out how to play it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. here's some calls. There we go. Now we're... There we go. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Tommy. I'm looking for John O'Brien. Well, well um, you can probably find him uh, somewhere. I think yeah. he's on Facebook. Yeah, you won't, you won't find him here, though. Sorry. He's not on the show anymore. Are Hasn't been on the me? show for over a year. Oh, that's when it used to be good. God bless you. Ah, there you go. Fantastic. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Mike from Agawam. Hey, Mike, hey, what's I just up? Wanted to, uh, just wanted to thank you guys and wish you a Merry Christmas. I was wondering if you wanted to hear a Barry uh, little-known fact. A little-known fact about Barry. I'd love to hear a little-known fact about Barry. Well, when I'm in his neighborhood picking up his trash, a lot of times I see him. He's walking uh, his dog. Yeah. Okay. And so who wants to, uh, you know, the little dog poop bags? Yeah. From half a block away, moving target, Barry throws a hook shot right in the truck. Wow. Wow. (laughs) He could do that? That's amazing. Oh, it's pretty funny, but I try to trick him sometimes. So I'll bring a rear loader, side loader, rear load split body. Right in the trash, never misses. That's wow, ours. unbelievable! We don't call him Magic uh, <laughs> Magic <laughs> Poostick Krieger for nothing. nothing. Yeah, right. Yeah, and you thought calling yeah. him Magic Johnson was something personal? Uh, there yeah. you go. Yeah. All right, thank you for the call. <laughs> uh, Rock one hundred two. Good morning. Who's this? Mike Jones. All right. All right. There you go. Rock one hundred two. Good morning. Who's this? Hi. Yeah. This is uh, Al. Um. So I was calling, you guys uh, were talking about the Bruce Springsteen thing. Yes. Um, so the uh, the original lyric is revved up like a deuce. And I think the problem when Manfred Mann covered the song was because Bruce Springsteen's voice sounds like New Jersey smells. There was a mix-up. Ah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> His voice sounds yeah. like so, how New Jersey you know. smells. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a good explanation. I haven't heard that one yet. Thanks, man. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, come on, man. You guys are going on vacation. Play something cool. Forget Aerosmith and Tom Petty. Play some King Crimson. Be a dude. All right. Sure. I'll get right on that. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, what's up? It's John. Chicken me. Hey, John. How you doing? Yeah. Hey, what's up? Where's where's O'Brien? Uh, he is, uh, he doesn't work here. He hasn't for a year. He hasn't for over a year. <laughs> Bring him back. Yeah, we'll get right on that. Okay. Uh, rock one Oh two rock one Oh two. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Jen from Vernon. How are you? Good, Good Jen. Jen. How are you? Good. I just wanted to call to tell you that I don't hear a lot of women calling in today, but I listen to you every day on my way to work and you guys definitely, uh, get my day started and make me have a good day. Oh, you're Thank not you. you're not disgusted by the uh, vitriol that comes out of our mouths every morning? 
Not, not at all. I fit right in, actually. I, I'm offended sometimes by some of the people that call because they're, like, they're not funny, but you guys are funny. Oh, well, thank, thank you. you. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. So I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas, and I can will continue to listen into the new year. Merry Christmas. Awesome. Thank, thank you very you. much. Thank all you. Right. Have okay. a good one. You too. Okay. Take uh, one more call here. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Mike Jones, um, Yeah, you may as well take yeah. another one out. Yeah, that. I'm going to take one more because I'm pretty sure he's not calling again. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? This is Jim. Hey, hey Jim. You hear, about the two pieces of, you hear about the two pieces of bread that got married? No. The wedding reception was, the red, red reception was great until so somebody toasted the bride and groom. Ah, I see. That's <laughs> a good dad joke. There you go. What was that guy from Palmer that called? Remember he was uh, he was like a dad joke guy from Palmer? Oh, yeah. I, I don't know what happened to that happened guy. happened to him? I have no All idea. Right, well, anyway. All right. Well, to make that one guy happy, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll go out with a little uh, King Crimson, okay? Oh, look at you. Look at you playing requests like you're back yeah. in the 70s again. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to play all seven minutes of it, but you know how that goes. Let's play it twice and we'll get 14 minutes out of it. It's 824 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Bourbon Barbecue and Blues is back. Powered by Dave Miner. It's uh, 827 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, it's going to be sunny today uh, and nice with a high of 38, but then tomorrow, not so nice. Rainy and a 41. <laughs> It's uh, very cold in downtown Springfield right now. Uh, don't forget uh, the Bax and Nagel Daily Podcast is uh, now available uh, every weekday after 8 o'clock on rock102.com. Mm-hmm. Also Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. And uh, Baxi's musical podcast this week, uh, reposted my interview with Dave Wakeling from the English Beat and General Public. Really cool interview. That's now available. And uh, also on Sunday here on Rock 102. On Backstreet's musical fun bag, a special tribute to uh, Terry Hall from the specials who died this week after uh, apparently uh, a, a fairly brief battle with pancreatic cancer at the age of 63. So uh, we'll play a couple of songs from uh, from his career on Sunday night, 9 o'clock, right before Little Steven's Underground Garage, Backstreet's musical fun bag on Rock 102. Cancer sucks, man. It does, man. And this, is a, this, is a, this was a very important musician. This is like a very, in the UK, the specials were a wildly beloved band. Uh, you mentioned uh, three years ago, I think it was actually today, was Barry Krieger's retirement party. Okay. I think it was today because it, the memory popped up on, the, or maybe it was yesterday. It was yeah. yesterday because I was getting pictures of it okay. from yesterday. So now I'm getting the memories of it from the day after. Okay. Okay, gotcha. But uh, this is the one that he wouldn't let me put up. He oh, wouldn't let, He yeah. wouldn't let me post that Why? one. Why? Well, we had it posted for a little while, and then he's like, uh, you just got to take that down. It's a picture of me uh, with my mouth wide open, with my arm around Barry, and my other hand uh, as if I'm grabbing towards his uh, area. His wallet? Uh, no, no. His cell phone? No, no. His uh, his his, uh, his collection of Yadros? Uh, the Krieger, if you will. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we had to take it down. It's all these pictures that never get to see the light of day. You know, of all the things that happened that night yeah. at Barry's re- retirement party, that's the least offensive thing you could have taken a picture of. Yeah, but you know what? Somebody would probably complain about it. I can't believe what I thought. Is that that 22 News sponsoring that type of deal over there? I hope no one's taking video of tonight's proceedings. People get so offended by everything. Well, that if night. You don't, yeah, but, uh, but anything in general. Well, that night was that night was an interesting night because yeah. you, you were hosting the kind of the, the thing, right? Yeah, you, you and uh, Ryan Walsh. Yeah, I don't know, but I I didn't feel like I was getting good enough feedback from the crowd. 
people ask me to do these things all the time, and, yeah. and I don't think they realize that, like, how uncouth my jokes can be. Oh, no, listen, when you go blue, you go <laughs> You go midnight. Well, you have to. Yes, you do. Because uh, you have the opportunity. Somebody gave you that opportunity. And then when you're done telling the jokes, you're like, you probably shouldn't have said that in front of this guy or that guy. Why? Well, see, now, when, now, because when I, I was asked to speak, too, and, yeah. and I had written a bunch of jokes. I got a, I, I wish I had the script, because I would say uh, I was very proud of it. Uh, I dropped a load of expletives. Yeah. Loads. Loads of expletives. But uh, some people took more offense to what you were saying. Yeah. And, and by more uh, some people, I mean that one drunk lady that uh, was. Well, the one drunk lady, and there were several other people that I had referenced. Oh, yeah. That uh, were upset. At the at the the things I would say about maybe their colleagues mm-hmm. or, or something like that, but it was all in good fun, all all in good jest. And yet, the funniest person there last night, uh, that night, three years ago, yeah, Julie Tremel, really hilarious. I thought the drunk lady was pretty hilarious. Yeah, but too. she didn't have anything to say on a microphone. She Her, just was obnoxious. She was the uh, that uh, wasn't she the princess of some country or or something like that. Isn't that what she was? <laughs> Something like that. Some some kind of royalty. I think yeah. in that night she was it was she was dipping into the royal crown. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. a lot of the a royal lot of the royal crown. crown. <laughs> <laughs> she needed her old granddad to pick her up and take her out to the car. It's uh, eight thirty one. News is next on Rock One O Two. Here's your weather. Eight thirty four. With Bax and Nagel on Rock One O Two with the final newscast of twenty twenty two. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Oh, it's the end of the year. And there's only and just ten days before the new year. Right? Yes, that's how we do that. Yeah, or you know, four days before Christmas. Uh, Westfield crews responded to the Irving Oil gas station on Route 20 for a car fire on Tuesday afternoon, afternoon. according to uh, Fire Deputy Chief Warren, who doesn't have a first name. Sure, he doesn't. Deputy Chief. The uh, fire was isolated to the vehicle and did not extend to the pumps or gas station itself. Officials said that the car was being towed when it caught fire. Oh, man. That's uh, that's not good. No, you can see it on the back of the... Uh, well, they took it off the tow truck. It must have caught... It must have been, like, involved in an accident or something, and the thing caught fire afterwards. Where is this, on uh, 22? Yeah. Uh, no, Western Mass News. Western Mass News. The other, the other guys. Right. Um, yeah. Look at that. I'll be damned, yeah. Oof. The uh, Palmer Police Department is investigating after he received a call from multiple shots fired in the area of County Corner uh, Sitgo on Springfield Street and Three Rivers Monday night. Shot, 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 everybody! According to the Palmer Police, they received the call just before 9.15 p.m., the Criminal Investigation Division, also known as the Detective Bureau, the Hamden County State Police <laughs> Detective Unit. What? The Detective Bureau. Well, it, say, it says uh, the Palmer Police Department's Criminal Investigation Division. And then, you know, in the parentheses, it says Detective Bureau. Why did you just say that? Because they like to say Criminal Investigation Division, the All CID. Right. Okay. CID sounds a lot more official than DB. Anyway, officials I, I, uh, said that officers located evidence suggesting that multiple shots were fired. They were also able to determine that two subjects fled the area on foot. They also recovered a stolen vehicle at the scene, and the incident remains under investigation. If you have any information, you've been asked to call the uh, Palmer Police Department and request to, sp- to speak. 
to the investigating detective or the lead department criminal investigation division person. Okay. Uh, I'll be ready for that one. As we head into colder days, a reminder from local law enforcement that cars left unattended to be warmed up can be easily stolen. If you leave your car running with the keys in the ignition and you go inside, all it takes is a few seconds for someone to jump in and they are gone with your car. Springfield uh, spokesperson Ryan Wash warns. Just take it from our guy, uh, Detective Bigda, who left his car running, uh, going to get pizza, and then uh, two kids stole it and drove it all the way to Palmer. Uh, we all want a toasty, warm car for our daily commutes, but police say this is a crime of opportunity. Uh, 22 News spoke with local residents about steps they take to prevent falling victim to car theft. Uh, definitely warm up the car, and I usually sit in the car, said uh, Zoe, Zoe Brown of uh, Northampton. The whole idea of warming the car up is so you don't have to sit in a cold car. Yeah. Which is, most cars have fobs with them now. True. So just get out of the car, take the fob with you, and lock the door. I've got uh, maybe the dumbest car starter in the world. In order to activate it, you got to press the button a number of times. But then what happens, and it's an older model, so I'm going to assume it's gotten better since uh, since these days. You start the car, uh, you'll warm it up, you go out to the car, uh, and the moment you put your hand on the, the door handle, mm-hmm. the engine shuts off. Why? I don't know. I think it's an anti-theft deterrent. But it because normally the engine will shut off when you try to hit the uh, ignition or, yeah. you just, or you hit the ignition and the car continues to go. Here, the engine shuts off the moment you well, grab the door handle. Mine shuts off if you don't have the key with you. Like, if I went back to the car and the car was running and I tried to push the start button on the ignition, yes. it, will, it, it will shut off then. But if I have the fob with me, it'll just kick into the, you know, the full power mode mm-hmm. where all the stuff comes on. Right. At this point, when you start it, 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 it just runs and it's like the, you can't use the radio, you can't use any of that stuff until you actually get in the car and then you can get turn the ignition. All that stuff right, on. exactly. But here... Yeah. Thing shuts off when I hit that when I when I grab the door. It's like, well, what's the point of it? And then, this uh, is the thing that's going to get me to trade that thing in. You know, and then this other lady, this Becca Smith of Holyoke, she lives on the fifth story apartment, so she sits in her car the entire time. Well, that makes sense, I guess, because if you you imagine like looking out the window down five five floors and going, "Hey, get away from that! Get away from that car! I'll be right down there to take care of you." And then by the time you get down, four cars have been stolen outside of the building. Crazy. Uh, as of this uh, November, the FBI reports just over 745,000 vehicles have been stolen this year. And here in Springfield, police have reported car thefts this past week. Wall said there was uh, three or four of those exact situations where people are just jumping to a convenience store, grabbing a coffee. They go back out to their car and their car is gone. So what are uh, some ways you can do to keep yourself protected? Remove all your valuables from your car. Especially if they can be seen from the outside of the vehicle. Hell yeah. Uh, close and lock all windows and doors when you park and park in well-lit areas. Always take your car's key with you. Never leave your car unattended while it's running. Thank you, Ryan, for the updated Oof. advice. Man, they were, uh, they got a, he's doing good work over there. I saw this uh, video yesterday. You know, for all the things that do, we said uh, back in the day when Ryan got hired for that job. Yeah. Oh, wow, this will be a gem. And you know what? Here he is today 
proven us all wrong. <laughs> this is how you not get your car stolen. Don't leave your keys in it. Yeah. Well, let's ooh, keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. I was watching a uh, video yesterday. Some woman in Chicago, a uh, real nice section of, uh, of Chicago. Uh, she's walking her dog, right? And this yeah. guy pulls up, comes out of his car, waves a gun in her face and in the dog's face, grabs the woman's purse only to steal her car keys, which in the car is like right around the corner. And this guy watched her get, you know, leave her car with the dog and, you know, put the keys into her purse. He steals the purse. And then a buddy, the other guy in the, in the car steals her car, but leaves the purse with the wallet and the cell phone, all the valuables still mm-hmm. in it. They only wanted the car keys. Really? Which I thought was kind of a weird thing. It's like, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to snatch and grab a purse, <laughs> take the wallet yeah, take- at the very least. But no, they they took the car. They took the whole car. Yep, it was all on video. I saw a video uh, where this guy was at like a concert. This was just recently. I saw this this week. This guy's at like this guy's like at a concert or some sort of music event uh, with his bunch of people around him. Yeah, and he's holding up his phone and he's like taping the band. And then one guy taps him on his left shoulder and he looks at that guy while another guy from behind grabs the phone out of his hand and sneaks away and by the time the guy turns around and realizes where his phone gone he can't find the guy it was like one of those like sneaky wow uh setup things it's like you know how easy that could happen to you at any crowded event absolutely this is why i always carry most of my stuff in my front pocket so i look like i'm carrying bags of things in my thighs <laughs> I remember my mom got me a, a wallet uh, from the Museum of Natural History Okay, when I was a kid down in New York City. Yeah. And it was a Velcro wallet with a dinosaur on it. You know, I had a total of, you know, maybe $2 in the whole thing. You got to put that lucky. $2 somewhere. And uh, she would always tell me to make sure you put that in your front pocket while you're walking around New York City. You know, that kind of thing. Sure. So I'd put it in my pocket and I'd have this big giant square in my pants yeah. as I was walking down the street. No one could expect suspect well, a thing. Because I was a kid, and you know I was probably eight or nine years old, and the wallet was a full adult-sized wallet. <laughs> so I think that's why I, st- well, I still have that's in my p- coat pocket now because it's too big to carry in my pants anymore. Yeah. Maybe that's why I have this giant wallet still. I want to relive the past. Your wallet is thicker than a sofa cushion. Yeah, but it's I don't. It's the thickest wallet I've ever seen. But I need all that stuff in there. What? I don't even know what's in there. What is in there? You want to do this now or you want to take a break and come back and do this? We can take a break if you want. Why don't we take a break and we'll come back and go, what's inside Steve's What's in your wallet? wallet? What's in your wallet? Ready? Yeah. All right. So uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, sunny with a high of 39. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 41. It's 20 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Aw, yeah. The holidays are here, and there's only one place to make your dinner. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 849. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, sunny today with a high of 39. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 41. It's 20 in downtown Springfield. Not really uh, Christmas weather. No. Other than when it gets down to 12 Saturday morning. You know, I, uh, I uh, this is like uh, show's nearly over. And in my mind, I'm already on vacation. So uh, Up here? 
I'm already gone. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I kind of I kind of feel mm-hmm. the same exact way. Um, we were talking uh, during the latter part of the newscast mm-hmm. that uh, that your wallet is about the size of a Fiat. Yeah, it's huge. It's enormous. I've never seen anybody with a thicker wallet. Well, first of all, uh, if things were too small, I would lose them. Is that a fact? That is a fact. How do you even sit with that in your I, back pocket? I don't sit with it in my back pocket. I usually either carry it in my coat pocket or I carry it in my front pocket like my mom used to do, tell me to do. Yeah. See, so people now, don't pick your pocket. See, my wallet is uh, is, uh, is is fairly fairly thin. Mm-hmm. You know, I got the... Got a lot of big fat bills in it. Got uh, let's see, uh, three credit cards, uh, a Macy's card which I hardly ever use, All right. ATM, Costco, BJ's, and a uh, yeah, and then um, and then my uh, my license. Here's what I got in here. I have embedded deep in the wallet an Apple AirTag. What are you gonna do with that? So I can find the wallet when I lose it, because <laughs> I lose it all the time. I do. Why do you, you think you, you, don't, you, you don't think your you can lose something this uh, this big? Uh, but I lose it all the time. Why don't you store it in your garage with everything else of the same size? There was one time I couldn't find it for three days, and it turned out it was in a laundry basket upstairs, uh, <laughs> up on the pants that I had taken off uh, the night before. Well, it probably yeah, needed to be laundered three nights before, huh? It probably needed to be washed. And then also uh, the fob to get in the building is in my wallet as well, because I was forgetting the fob for a while. And I'm like, well, how am I never going to forget this? Because the fob on my car key, the ring broke. Yeah. And I didn't have anything to attach it to the car key anymore. I don't like carrying around a bunch of keys. So I like keyless entry. See, my fob to the building is still on my keys. Uh-huh. So you have to take your keys with you. I always take my keys with me. I take but all you, my keys. But you need a physical key for your car, right? Or is it just or is it a fob? No, no, it's fob. Oh, it is? It's a fob. Okay. Yeah. So I got, I, I got that fob and the fob to get into the building, yeah. and everything else is keys. So I got the fob uh, for the building in oh, here as okay. well, and then I have a credit card. I have a BJ's card. All right. All right. Uh, my license. Uh huh. My medical marijuana card. Uh-huh. Uh huh. A gift certificate to Emma's Everyday Gourmet in Westfield, which I believe has like six dollars left on it. But you're but you can't give that up, can you? Well, because one day eventually I'll stop there. When was the last time you were there? July. Of what year? 2022. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it's, it was All six right. months ago. Uh, I have a uh, a card for uh, for for a dispensary. Okay. A certain dispensary that uh, if you spend X amount of dollars, you get fifty dollars off. And how much have you spent there? I've spent a uh, hundred dollars. Okay. Because I got a fifty dollar punch. Gotcha. And I also have another one of those from a different dispensary. <laughs> This one is, uh, let's see, on every eighth visit, uh, you get uh, some flour for a dollar. Okay. Or uh, or something else. How many more uh, visits do you got to get before you can get any of that stuff? One, two. Uh, so I need six more visits. But I have another card that I found that has four on it. So I wonder if I can combine the two. Let's see why you couldn't. Yeah, I could just bring it to them and say, hey, uh, hook me up. I have a Moose International card. So you can be uh, going to any Moose Lodge in America? Any. This gets me into any Moose Lodge I want to. When was the last time you went to the Moose? Well, they closed. So (laughs) the one in Westville, the one I belong to, closed. But you know what I did? I locked in my my membership rate by doing that. So you could probably go to the one in Chicopee anytime you want. Yeah, but it's probably more money to join the Chicopee one. 
Oh, I see. What Each you're one going. of them were it was based on the uh, the Westfield one was on the lower end of the <laughs> of the. Uh, oh, I don't know about that, cost. Steve. Well, you know, down at my mom's house down in Florida, uh, it was like eighty dollars to join. Here, it was only forty. So oh, you've got a hell of a deal. Yeah, I have a uh, an Elks membership that can get me into any Elks uh, anywhere. I have my health insurance card. <laughs> I have. This is another one. This is one of these ten dollar. Uh, you know, you collect enough of these. Yeah. You, you get $10 off Broadside Bookshop in Northampton, which I went there once. I bought three items. I got three stamps, and that's the it. Yeah. I haven't been how, there over- how long ago was that? That was two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I have my debit card. Yeah. A brand new one, by the way. Look at that shiny well, you, brand. The sticker's still oh, on the it. the sticker's still on it. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, my old debit card. Yep. Justin, this, is, this one's from People's United Bank. Okay. This, this is an antique. I carry this in case I ever run into the antiques roadshow people to tell me how much this is worth. <laughs> and my Costco membership. Oh, good. And well, there you go. That's it. That's all that's in there. Yeah. You got yeah. a lot of you got a lot of filler in there. Well, I have a twenty dollar bill in here, which really isn't mine. It's somebody else's twenty dollar bill. Well, no, I mean. Uh, it's going to somebody. Oh, I it's, see. It's eventually going to go out of my wallet to somebody else. See, when my wallet gets too thick, it doesn't feel comfortable to sit on. No, I'm anymore. sure it doesn't. So I always try to clear out as much uh, out of my uh, wallet as I can because uh, I, I, just, I don't need the thickness in my life. You know what I used to have in here in the, in the picture holder from years ago? It was a, uh, you'd ask somebody, hey, you want to see my pride, pride and joy? joy? And then oh, you show yeah. a picture of, a, of the pride. Uh, a b- the pride bottle of joy and a and bottle of pride. pride. Yeah, yeah or, that's uh, good. Hey, you want to see a picture of my kids? And it was just a bunch of baby goats. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's hilarious. Awesome Always, too. you know what, I'll tell you what, yeah. the discomfort and the wear and tear on your hips, totally but, worth a laugh. But I think it's just the design of the wallet that's so thick. Do you see these wallets where like they're like paper thin, but can fit a million things in there? I would lose it. I would lose that. And because it, it's like a Swiss Army knife, you kind of like dole it yeah. out, and you got the thing. But I have odd objects that I throw in here sometimes, like a key fob would be one of the things that uh, seems to be kind of well, the, out of the key fob is flat enough. Can you tell there's a key fob in there? No. Well, can no, it, but but your you but also, your wallet is like five inches thick. Can you also tell there is a uh, there's an Apple Air tag in there as well? <laughs> Just in case I lose the wallet again in my own home, I'm not. I'm. I'm not uh, convinced it's not something alive in that wallet. You know, it's funny. Uh, I've known people who have lost their wallets for like ever. Yeah. I know when I lose my wallet, I left it somewhere that I are. I, I am always at. Like in whether, the house, whether it be my house or here at work. Sure, I I don't leave it anywhere. I've never left it like at a store. I've never left it anywhere else, but my own home and work. I'm the same way, but I don't necessarily need like five pounds of wallet to make sure that happens. Well, I I think uh, you're being a little critical of my wallet. Well, yeah, I am being a little critical. Frankly, I mean, it's 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 a it's. I've never seen anyone with a thicker wallet. You ever see a woman with a purse? Yeah, they got like the whole. They got like the kitchen sink in there as well. Yeah, but but I've never understood why everything needs to go into a purse. Listen, like re- I mean, if I'm going to leave the house, I want to go with as little stuff as possible. If I'm ready to buy some cannabis, I got two cards in here that are working my way up to that. You know, this is where I wrote that fake number down on that uh, that card. 
Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> for that for that girl I met at Tim Watley's party. <laughs> <laughs> it's eight fifty eight with Bax and Nagle on Rock One O Two. New England Patriots football. Every game, every play, only on Rock One O Two. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 9-11 and David Bowie with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, you've heard me talk about uh, many times about uh, Rick's Place uh, over in Wilbraham. They provide support to grieving children and their families. And uh, there's some exciting news going on over at uh, Rick's Place. And on the phone with us is ex- Executive Director Therese Ross. Uh, good morning, Therese. How are you? Good morning, Steve. Morning, Bax. Morning. I know we were supposed to talk to you a little bit earlier, but we were too busy talking about Steve's wallet. I'm sure you couldn't understand how that takes yeah. more uh, more precedent. Absolutely. We're all about flexibility here. <laughs> so, so <laughs> Therese, good. tell us what's going on. You're, you're, we're, we're expanding the uh, the Rick's Place program, right? Yes, yes. Thank you. Well, it's so wonderful to be on the show with you all this morning. Thank you so much. You are great supporters of ours. Yeah, so we've been providing grief support to children and their families in Wilbraham since 2007, and now we're going to be expanding to Westfield. And so we're going to be offering free programs uh, for children and their caregivers on Monday nights at the Westfield Y starting in late January. And it's two times a month. And it's for kids ages 5 to 18 and their caregivers who have experienced the death of someone important in their life. That that's pretty awesome because uh, you know I, I, as you know I mean I live in Huntington and I my my girls and I would would drive to the to meetings over in in Wilbraham which uh, it can be kind of a little difficult on a on a Tuesday night when you're you know you're trying to get kids to bed early and things like that uh, so this is great that, that that the program is expanding to other parts uh, of Western Mass that how was it kind of a task to to get this together. In order to do this? Well, actually, we had incredible support from Congressman Richie Neal and community leaders like um, Representative Angelo Pupolo and Senators Eric Lesser and Jake Oliveira. So that's what has gotten us over there to Westfield. Mm-hmm. And yeah, families like yours, Steve, are exactly who we're trying to support people who are already taxed because they've had this loss. And asking them to drive all the way over to Wilbraham is really a lot. And so now we're going to be in Westfield and we're going to be able to meet all the family needs in the Westfield, West Springfield, Agawam, and even farther, right? Huntington and all those places. This right. is uh, Therese Ross from uh, from Rick's Place. You know, we, we've t- spoken to you guys uh, a lot over the uh, the past couple of years, and the thing that, that always seems to kind of stick in my mind is, you know, this is the kind of service and the kind of uh, organization where you could easily see a need for this on a much broader scale. I mean, you know, Wilbraham is fine, but, you know, there are people who are grieving and suffering all over the country. And it's the, the kind of thing where you say, well, you know, how, how lucky are we to have this, uh, you know, this service for, you know, you know, struggling families and their kids? You know, imagine what you could do if it could, you know, branch out and, and get bigger. Right. Back's that's such an important point, because just in Hamden County alone, there are over 5,000 kids under the age of 18 who are living in a family where someone has died, right? So that's a lot of young people who are impacted by death. And the more people that hear about Rick's Place, the more people want to sign up. And then it's not that you'll ever turn anybody away, but you, you, do, you, you do run out of space. Right. And yeah. so now being able to be in Westfield and in Wilbraham is going to allow us to meet a lot more of the family support needs. And our programming for families is free. 
So there's no insurance involved. They come and they participate in this peer grief support. And, you know, Steve, I know you've been a part of this, and mm-hmm. your girls too, and I, I know it matters to families, right? It, it absolutely does, and it's, uh, you know, again, and I always, like to, I always like to point this fun fact out. Rick's Place is not therapy but it has therapeutic aspects to it and it's and it's it's a great support for therapy and uh, there really isn't a lot of resources for people who have lost a loved one at maybe such a young age a mother or father and they where they have young children so it's nice to have this this kind of organization available for that kind of support and and it's helped uh, me and my kids uh, uh, tremendously uh, over the years and, and still even some of the the the, the the lessons or discussions that we've discussed even from four years ago still hold true today. And it's, it's, it's nice. It's a nice service to have. And how would somebody go about signing up for this? Yeah. So they can reach out to us. Our our website is ricksplacema.org or they can give us a call. Um, And I think another important thing to remember is it's a community of people who understand the impact of loss on families. And also, as you know, Steve, it's a place for, tears and laughter. Yes, right? yeah, absolutely. We help people deal with what's happened in their lives. So, yeah, they can give us a call 413-279-2010 or reach us through our website. And, and especially uh, now during the holidays where a lot of people need uh, uh-huh. a lot more support. Uh, this is this is uh, great news and uh, I wish you the the best with the new program. Well, thank you, and we'll be in touch with you all again. We really appreciate your incredible support. Very good. Again, the, uh, and, the uh, Seasons Grievings. Seasons right? Grievings, yes, yes, yes. Again, the website at ricksplacema.org. Trace Ross from uh, Rick's Place, we, we appreciate the we, time. We should put that on the website, you know. There you go. <laughs> seasons yeah. Grievings. Thank you both so much. Thank you. Happy bet. New Year. You too. It's right, uh, 917 with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. Hi, it's Hank from Tudor House Liquors. Listen to Pat Kelly this Wednesday afternoon for Pat's Pets. This Wednesday at around 2.15, the Thomas J. O'Connor Adoption Center visits Rock 102 with an adoptable pet, and Pat will be on the air to find it a permanent home. Hopefully, it doesn't poop in a studio. Hopefully, it does. Hank! Pat's Pets, proudly sponsored by Tudor House Liquors in East Long Meadow, committed to finding homes for the rescue animals of the TJO in Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's a little piece of plastic. Then presto, it's a Weber Genesis grill. Now that's holiday magic. A Rockies gift card has supernatural powers, turning itself into ribeyes on the Weber. Ribeyes not included. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell Rockies. Let me try singing that, okay? I'm going back in time. Set your mental clock to a pre-COVID time. A time when you could get an amazing deal. A time before all the craziness. Hey, Brian Nero's here from Batera Chevrolet. You know, your Chevy guy. That's right, I'm going back in time. A time of deals and great prices. Get $7,500 off new Silverados and make no payments till March of 2023. What? You haven't seen savings like this?